This episode of the One Piece Podcast is brought to you by Shonen Jump. Sign up today to be a Shonen Jump member and follow along with us. For less than two bucks a month, you could read every chapter of One Piece, plus you get access to the Shonen Jump Digital Vault. So that includes nearly every Shonen Jump series published in English. Series like My Hero Academia, One Punch Man, Dr. Stone, Dragon Ball Super, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Death Note, and much more. Start your free trial today by going to a special page just for One Piece Podcast listeners, and that's at viz.com slash One Piece Podcast. Again, viz.com slash One Piece Podcast. Enjoy the show. The One Piece Podcast, episode 608 for the week of Sunday, February 16th, 2020. My name is Jill. And my name's Kelly. It is Valentine's week, so we are having our Galentine's episode here with the Kuja cast. Um, our very special female-only episode, mostly. So joining us this week, Kelly, do you want to introduce them? Sure. So uh, let's start out with Joe. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm one of the moderators on the Discord. And Kendra? Hi, I'm Kendra. I'm on the My Hero podcast and the View from the Top, a high Q podcast. And Maddie? Hey, um, I'm usually the artist and I'm usually in the background, but I'll be slightly less in the background this time. And my fellow Sanji lover. So Team Sanji up in here. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> and we have <laughs> and we have Stephanie, who I forgot about because Kucha cast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm the chaperone, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'm the, uh, I am the translator for the uh, manga. So we'll be reading my work. It's lovely. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this opportunity. You're welcome. <laughs> and thank you for chaperoning us, ladies. I feel like we're in Victorian times now. <laughs> sure. Can't show those ankles. That's right. All right. So this week we have a manga recap of manga chapter 971, which is titled Sentence to Boil in our Piece Together segment. We also have an anime recap of episode 922, A Tale of Chivalry, Zoro and Tonoyasu's Little Trip. And at the end of the episode, we might have a special KujaCast uh, trivia, and we might also have some girl talk. So That's stick around right. for that. Mm-hmm. you have any news, Kelly? I do. So a few, uh, few small things, nothing really major, but a couple things that are happening right now. We've got two new pop-up shops that are happening in Japan. Uh, Matsuyama is going to get a one-piece uh, Mugiwara store pop-up shop at their Tokyo Hands location, and that's going to be from uh, actually today uh, through March 8th. And if you probably have seen on the site, there's also a pop-up in Narita Airport right now that's running through March 31st. And the Narita Airport one is actually really neat because they have travel-centric goods there. Surprise, surprise, it's an airport. But there's a whole line of um, 
like luggage and it's like this vintage travel stuff and it's all these little stamps that you would get in a passport but they're all the different islands in the one piece world so it's like really really cool uh merch in that particular one and i'm hoping i can get over there before they're gone um another thing that's going on that's actually kind of neat and this is a very rare event because it only happens once every four years and that is the birthday of the elusive panda man so panda man's birthday is leap day and they are doing a, a special event in the Tokyo One Piece Tower where they're going to have little panda man hidden all over the Tongari Island area. And uh, you actually have to find them in order to even get the special beverage. So you can't mm -hmm. even order this special panda man like green drink without um, proving to the person at the counter that you have found a panda man. And if you can find all of them or guess the total, you get entered into all these lotteries for all these different figures as well. So it's kind of cute. You know, the hidden character has the, the hidden and rare birthday um, and the drink uh, is green because Panda Man apparently really likes bamboo. Oh, that makes sense. Fun. So I thought that was super cute. And it's got little candy ears and a little face on top. So it's actually really adorable. And you can get a little uh, birthday Panda Man birthday card on it as well. Um but I'm trying to remember if they did one the, the first year that they opened because 2016 would have been a leap year, but I can't remember if they did it that first year or not. In other news, um, we also just had the Wonder Festival happen. And if you're not familiar with that, that's the uh, toy fair, the biannual toy fair that happens right outside of Tokyo. And it's absolutely massive. And this is the one where you always get uh, a really good idea on new figures that are coming out. So just a couple things that that came out of that um, that were really cool. You've got um, the first look at the color version of Zoro Juro from Warriors Alliance. Uh, so, you know, full full Wano garb um, looks absolutely amazing. And we also got our first look at an unpainted version of that series for Trafalgar Law. So they're slowly but surely calling that Wano series um, the Portrait of Pirates series, the, the Warriors Alliance. And we also got a color version of Playback Memories, which is their sort of new flashback series. And that's where the Miss All Sunday um, and one of the uh, Marco figures came from. But this one uh, is of um, Belmere. And if you missed a chance to get the original Belmere pop, they're a fortune to get secondhand. I mean, 300 to $500 minimum to buy these things. So this is a good chance to get a really high quality Belmere figure. And that's uh, actually going to be released in October of this year. So those pre-orders will probably come up uh, pretty soon. So it was nice to see some new figures of characters that you don't see a lot. And um, yeah, if you definitely like Belmere, jump on this because it will get expensive. They don't usually make a lot of figures for her. So that was a, uh, Pretty darn cool to see. This is why I have no money. <laughs> this is why none of us have any money. They just keep dropping figures. And then, of course, they introduced um, the Ichiban Kuji, which is the lottery. And you've got uh, a Stampede series and a uh, Battle Memories series coming out. And that's April uh, and May of this year. So once again, a gazillion figures and no room to put any of them. But I know I'll still probably buy them. Yes, I do wonder for the warrior line if they might have they done uh, Usopp with his toe, his frog friend as a figure yet? <laughs> they did a grand oh. line men version, mm -hmm. like the smaller one that you would get in the arcade. 
Um, mm. But they have not done a Portrait of Pirates that I know of yet. It's not on the list. Um, so not really sure if they're going to do it. I did find that there's a new carrot figure coming, though. And that's mm. going to be the... Um, the um, the little sweets one that they're doing with where they kind of dress up like uh, the, their animal companions. So, you know, that's where Nami's dress up like Chopper mm-hmm. and Boa Hancock's dress up like Salome. So they're doing uh, a version of that for Carrot. So I don't know if she'll dress like a human <laughs> <laughs> or not. Oh. But um, we do have another Carrot figure coming that is going to be a much more affordable uh, version. And that's that sweet style series. Well, now I'm interested in what she's going to be dressed as, honestly. That's <laughs> human, a, a flesh. human flesh. Human <laughs> flesh. <laughs> or she'll dress as, like, Wanda or something. I'm trying to think of, like, or as Pedro. That would be sad, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yes, I got what I had from the remains of Pedro. Oh, <laughs> <outfit>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm very excited for more figures, as always. Um, anyone else have anything they want to mention before we head on to the manga recap? Uh, how about Patreon? Oh, that's true. Thank you, Stephanie. Um, we have a Patreon at OnePiecePodcast.com. Um, oh, God, is it slash Patreon? Or is it the other way around? Well, I'm sure you can find it by literally going on Patreon and typing the One Piece Podcast. Um, we have exclusives up there. Um, it's pretty affordable. Definitely take a look at it. Um, you can also get access to the Discord channel with specific questions um, that we are for sure will answer. So definitely take a look. Cool. This is the manga recap for chapter 971, Sentence to Boil. Uh, and here on the cover page, we have Gang Beige's Oh My Family, volume 20. Keep going, Gati. It's all up to you. Um, and he's running because he knows that uh, the mother of the family, uh, Chiffon, is uh, screaming help. And he has to go save her because she has been taken. Um and we see him running through the streets of Dressrosa. Um, some people in the background that are interesting. Uh, there's definitely an Okama on the left. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like Gats on the right. Yeah, is that Gats oh. just like everyday clothes, but just still wearing the helmet? Is that his <laughs> normal outfit? Like his Sunday best? <laughs> He's trying to keep out of the sun. Oh. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and Marilyn Monroe is also there. That's right. Now we know where she went. Just some old man. I thought his hat was like an arrow for a second. I was like, oh, what's important about him? But it's just his hat. <laughs> I was like, look at this dude. Just this one guy in particular. Uh, look at guess, that stoop. <laughs> and I guess it confirms it's chiffon because Lola would have the longer braids unless Lola like cut her hair. I thought this was him like being like, oh, gotta go save her. That's what she's needs right now, and that's what he's thinking. Uh, mm. I wasn't sure mm. if it was a speech bubble or not. Like yeah. for oh, eh. could be. Tell. But if you if you can't if you can't see her and someone's yelling help, it could be either one, I suppose. But mm-hmm. I just like that Gaudi has like a lifesaver on his arm or something. That's oh yes, so the, peppermint, the peppermint <laughs> oh. swirl candy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anyone else have anything to say about this cover page? Oh, he's definitely wearing Crocs. 
Oh, I thought they were just like really gaudy, like jaguar print shoes. Oh, maybe. (laughs) Yes, gaudy. (gasps) That's where Pedro went. (laughs) (laughs) We figured it out. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna move on to the next page. (laughs) Sorry. Weird, like mink fur outfits at this point. All right, so we're back in, or we're back in. We are still in Wano, back in our uh, flashback here. Um, We get into the Kozuki family here without Odin, because he is currently indisposed. Um, Momonosuke is asking, uh, why is his life in danger? Because he has to have someone eat his food before he eats it. Because his father is a great man, and he is meant to one day carry the nation on your shoulders. So they're being more careful, even... um, because they know that people are coming out for Momo, just like they came out for Odin. Um, and it is they are going through basically the stages of grief here. <laughs> is it true that today father will be... And then he cries into his rice, as Hiori is probably a little too young to realize exactly what's happening here, as she's just looking worriedly as her brother. And Toki is keeping it together as best as she can, as stoic as possible, even though, you know, she's probably not doing great on the inside. Mm-hmm. And on the next page, we get into this. I love this shot. It's such a good, like, I love seeing the steam wrap around it. It is the public execution of Kozuki Odin and his nine vassals. Um, and they are going to be boiled alive. Uh, the, it's just, it's such a cool panel with the, the, it brings me back into Impel Down when there was that big cauldron of the bubbling mm-hmm. blood. Um, and mm-hmm. there was that, yeah. I, I love the the kind of the callback to that. Um, and people are running to say, hurry, it's not every day you get to see a boiling. Ooh, yeah, let's go. Let's go see that. Everyone's really excited for the boiling show. <laughs> it only takes a second because they use oil. You don't want to miss this. Once again, showing the people are wano are super classy um, and everything is great in this country. <laughs> Yes, this is this is when I first started going, maybe I don't have that much sympathy for the citizens of Wano. And now we're uh, looking at a crowd shot here and, and, you know, they're all talking about Odin. Oh, so he couldn't be Kaido in the end, even for a fool of a lord. I thought his strength was the real deal. So what was he good for anyway? And you see uh, Kaido here and Orochi sitting down and uh, with their giant little, the giant sake cups getting ready to watch the action while... Uh, the crowd is is gathering, and we have Odin say, I request that you give me a chance. It is imperative that I survive. And he's basically like, get into the pot already. No more jokes. Don't beg for your life now. And the gentleman falls into the <laughs> oil, and we see how fast this actually uh takes a person out. And this is actually pretty gruesome. Uh, he's boiling in oil and screaming, help me. And then he leaps out and starts running toward the crowd on fire before he finally collapses in a skeleton, a burned up skeleton on the ground. He's like uh, Denethor from Lord of the Rings. Yes. <laughs> just, just like oh, running away. Gosh, yes. <laughs> I wonder but, how the anime is going to do this one. Oof, that's true. <laughs> And also just cool to see like how big Odin is compared to the guy beside him. It's just like all like all the royalty is really big, basically. Or I guess Yeah, yeah I still don't understand big. Wano Heights exactly. There's a lot of really tall people in Wano. There but are. Why they're tall, we'll never know. They just <laughs> are. Yeah. 
All right. So then um, Odin starts kind of giving this explanation of how they're going to do it. All 10 of us will enter the pot together. If any of us withstand the boiling for the amount of time you agree upon, please let them go free. And Kawamatsu and all his vassals are kind of like, Lord Odin, what is this? And uh, Orochi's laughing. The idea of him withstanding the boiling oil says this is an instantaneous death sentence. Um, But Kaido is interested in it. So he says he tells a servant to go get a clock to count the time and announces that he has one hour and he laughs. Let's see you last that long. It's enough time to get lightheaded in the bath. And we uh, Odin confirms that with Kaido that uh, he has his word for it if he lasts an hour. And then we just kind of have the crowd watching Odin. He still won't give up. Can you and just kind of not not great people of Wano, who one of them is thinking, can you make it quick? I've got errands to run. So you know. To be fair, I don't know how how many like great citizens are like, yeah, let's go watch our uh, true show and go get boiled <laughs> well, to death. I mean, Maybe this is just the worst of the worst for the show. Yeah, it's like they're 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 watching the public execution, but then it's like, well. Don't make it last too long. Mm. Um, And then Odin enters the oil and immediately basically bursts into flame and is screaming in pain. And um, then his, his, you know, all his followers are saying, you know, don't let our Lord go alone after him and we'll meet again in the afterlife. And then we see Odin tell them, instruct them to get on top of the plank. Uh, it makes me think of Titanic. <laughs> Where did yeah. this plank come from? Is this Thank you. Wasn't it's, it's, the, it's the lid. It's the thing that they're standing on to walk into. The, oh. if you go back to the, oh. That makes sense. Because I was like, wow, he just pulled that out of nowhere. <laughs> so it was in, it's in his pocket. It was in his hair the whole time. <laughs> also, I noticed he breaks the chains when you like, when, when that big reaction shot. Oh, yeah. Oh. Wow. Are they broken or are they just hidden, hidden. by like the steam? No, they're, they're broken because in, yeah, the, in, the, in the feature oh, yeah. panel, they're broken in half. Okay, yeah. Also, it's something. Bother Wait, where was people. he? Wait, was he? Oh, he's just chained to each other. Well, I assume, I don't know. I guess the boiling yeah. oil might not be great for chains either. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's kind of stupid, but I was rereading it and the, the goon who goes to get the clock, I was looking at his jacket and I guess it says Animal Kingdom, but it looks like it says something else. <laughs> Oh yeah, I see it. But also, it looks like a like those like or what those like jackets you see in Japan where it has like the cool stuff on the back. Like biker the souvenir jackets. jackets. Souvenir jackets. Yeah. All right. So leading into the the main most epic panel mm-hmm. of I think this chapter, we have the the dawn, and we have Odin standing there like Atlas holding all of his vassals on his shoulders while he continues to be boiled alive in the oil. And we have this just amazing panel of everyone just looking absolutely shocked and also incredibly upset while Odin keeps them, keeps them aloft. And they're basically trying to stop him, you know, Lord Odin, stop this. You know, it ought to be the other way around. Uh, Lord Odin, we should be the ones to hold you up. And he's like, shut up and stay there. This is an order. And basically, they're not going to defy that. So they're just like, Lord Odin. 
At least his hair still looks good. Yeah, that's right. The oil cannot stop the hair. If the hair was any like any less flat, it would ruin the hairstyle. But he's <laughs> right. not. Uh, the hair's doing all the work. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and the next page is Orochi going, "Hey, what's going on? His vassals aren't even touching the oil." And Kaido laughs. But all ten of them are within the pot. It's true. Very entertaining. Well done, Odin. And people are shouting, he's holding up all nine uh, great big men on his own. That was an incredible physical strength already. But to do or stay standing in boiling oil? And um, I don't remember her name. Shinobu. Yeah, Shinobu is just in the crowd crying uh, for Lord Odin. And the clock's ticking. And the vassals are shouting, Lord Odin, put us down. And Kyler's taunting, what's the matter? It hasn't even been one minute yet. And the clock keeps ticking, and we see a, a shot of the boiling pot, and the citizens are looking on, and the on, only one Bashu are like, how strong can one man's skin be? I just I like, love that clock, because like, I'm learning to tell time like on Duolingo, so I'm looking like, okay, what do I recognize? <laughs> but I, it's a t- I thought it was a giant clock, but it's like tiny. It's a little clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that um, there's all these panels of like time passing and then it's really only like two or three minutes. Like it's a really, really short period of time. Um, So it really kind of sells like how long each second must feel Mm -hmm. um, for this torture. Mm. Yeah, I I love that we have so many panels of just people staring or pictures of the flames. It really makes it more drawn out. Mm -hmm. And what I realized, I was looking back at past chapters when they say the hour of greatness it's probably this. Mm-hmm. Oh. That, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. And on the next page, um, we get the vassals who are, I mean, my God, imagine <laughs> the scenario where it is the man that you would die for is literally holding you on his shoulders to save you from certain death while he is dying. So they don't really know what to do here, but they know they can't move because it'll shift and it'll make it harder on him, but they don't really know what else to do. And even the heat is going to bake them alive just being on the plank, let alone being inside it like Odin is. Um, And Odin is doing his best. You can tell that it's it's not easy, not just holding them up, but just being in in the pain of the boiling oil. And yet only four minutes have passed. And then, of course, we get our lovely Wano citizens. I heard it was only supposed to take a second. This is surprisingly boring. I thought he'd be screaming and dying in agony and such. So, you know, these guys are model citizens. Um, Shinobu, not happy much about these comments. Uh, one of them is like, I'm going to get going now. Can't waste any more time with this bounce. fool of a lord. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, uh, you know what? I- I've got things to do. I left my stove on. I'm going to go check on my kid. Um and Shinobu, reacting just as the stealthy ninja that she is, mm. bursts into action and pins a man down, saying, how dare you call him that? Say it one more time and I'll end your life. Um, and everyone's so worried about this random woman. She's got a sword, a kunoichi. Mm. Um, and then she shouts, um, you are you are the fools. And calling attention to herself, the others realize that that is Shinobu. She is still around. Um, and the vassals are saying, why is she making a scene? She's a ninja. They're supposed to be stealthy. <laughs> uh, and uh, Shinobu calls out, who do you think has been ensuring that you all live in peace? If you lose Lord, o- Lord Odin now, you'll all come, to, all come to understand. You'll know just how much misery he kept at bay. 
Orochi is no shogun or even a dictator. Orochi doesn't want to rule over a populace. And then we get, finally, the reveal of what was said to him there. Uh, if you ask me, every single person... Oh, wait, no, I need to do a good voice. Uh, oh, whatever. <laughs> every single person in this land is guilty of persecuting the Kurozumi clan. Uh, I don't even know what this voice is. I don't care if everyone... Uh, sorry, I don't care if every last one of them dies. I took the Shogun throne to drive this country to ruin! To complete my vengeance! I, this could be deeper, but I can't do that. But he's just, like, basically monologuing here. Sorry, years ago, my grandpa committed a crime and was forced to commit seppuku. Our clan fell into ruin, and that was one thing. But then the rest of the family left behind was chased and terrorized by strangers who claim they're performing justice. And we see, like, the women and children getting hunted down. It looks like somebody getting pushed into the water. Yeah. So that, what then they say? Uh, they beat us, threw us into the river, killed us. Um... I was so terrified of the mob of fools that I couldn't sleep. And I guess it's interesting because he didn't really seem to know about the stuff when the old lady was talking to him. So it's interesting that I guess maybe he forgot it or something. Mm. Also that the citizens of Wanda were crappy back in the day, too, apparently. They've always been crappy. (laughs) And uh, he continues, the man who committed the crime was long dead at this point. And uh, we get the scary shot of, I'm guessing, people who terrorized him. The the bloodline of the daimyo killer. And then we get a very interesting line kind of calling back to Ace. Apparently, even a child can be a criminal if he happens to have the name Kurozumi. And he's he's getting uh, Doflamingo's veins. And uh, Odin is horrified. And so everyone in Wano is target for my vengeance. You will reap what you've sown. I just want to say, like, Orochi is definitely, like, the most interesting person in this flashback for me, at least. So it's cool to see, like, another layer of him. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is kind of interesting that it's not really clear. Like you said, it's not really clear what the timing of, like, Orochi's knowledge of this stuff is like i know i I know he like kind of had a crappy childhood because that's you know when we saw him with the old uh hag and the the old man learning like these uh, sort of secrets i don't know maybe he had already lived through this stuff or maybe this was kind of happening at the same time but um yeah it's kind of hard to tell too like how much of this is is definitely true and how much of it is him like sort of feeding off of his own perceived like persecution that he's using as justification for, you know, his reign of terror. But um, yeah, it's clearly like a really bad cycle of, you know, cruelty that's, that's been going on. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting that apparently he didn't have the buck teeth when he was a kid. So like he had normal teeth and then once his kid teeth fell out, he just got the buck teeth or not even buck <laughs> teeth. I don't even know what kind of how to describe those teeth. They're like, yeah, they're like hippo teeth, hippo <laughs> tusks. Um, so on the last page, uh, Shinobu's story continues that from the from a room in the back, he produced a tribute for Kaido, a great stock of weapons and many hundreds of kidnapped people. And so we see a bunch of people that are trussed up and blindfolded and uh, lots of boxes of uh, you know weapons and stuff. And... Uh, Orochi says, well, they'll, they'll either be sold or tortured or killed. Um, and so the point is that 
uh, once he made that, uh, you know, final decision there, they, they, that, that would be it there, you know, no matter what, it's not going to be a, a happy ending for, for those people. And Lord Odin was furious and it shows him, uh, you know, clashing again with, uh, with Kaido in human form here, this club. And, uh, but then Orochi made a suggestion. You want us to stop the kidnapping? But if you go to war against us, you're going to lose a lot more than you bargained for. Um, and so she's kind of summing it up here that, uh, you know, the, the, the enemy of Odin is a, a man who, you know, he, he's not really rational. He's not interested in doing anything that's good uh, for Wano. It's just he'll do whatever he wants and he doesn't care if, it, if uh, the damage is great. Um, so it's, more that it's, it's about more than just winning or losing. Um, it's about, you know, protecting the the people. So he chose to accept Orochi's offer. Uh, and it's basically the the humiliation that we saw earlier. He has to dance uh, in the nude um, or in the loincloth, I guess, in uh, public every week as an apology to the Kurozumi clan. And uh, yeah, it's going to be humiliating, but he could save 100 lives with each dance. Um, and they they made a promise that five years later, they were going to sail away from the country when they were done uh, building their their ships. And I'm kind of wondering if that um, was, uh, you know, when we did the, uh, I think it was the, the chapter that uh, Sophie and Kendra were first on the, the podcast where we saw them sailing away and Orochi had his like giant ship and there were a bunch of other small ones, if maybe that's what this is referring to. Mm. Um, but uh uh, yeah, that that appears to be the deal when he he mentioned ships in the earlier chapter. Um, so he was hoping that they would uh, sail off when when uh, that was done and stop, uh, you know, tormenting the people of Wano. Um, so he he does this humiliating stuff and he travels around just to make sure that everything is okay, that they're not um, breaking their promise. And Shinobu is, you know, full on tears now. She says, for all of these years, Lord Odin has been protecting this land. So tell me again, who are you calling a fool of a lord? As we get, um, you know, just this epic uh, drawing of of Odin where, you know, he's just every bit of his life is, um, you know, dedicated to holding up this this plank. And like his eyes are all shaded and his there's blood coming out of his nose and his mouth and um, looks looks pretty bad. Um, but then the next chapter it's February 21st. That's right. Early release. I almost wish that Odin's hair hadn't been flat for the entire <laughs> flashback. And then it just got flattened in this just for the next couple of pages. <laughs> <laughs> what is, like, what would it have been? Just like a giant spire? Like a spike. <laughs> 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 um, oh, jeez. All right. So, um, Kelly, what are your thoughts on the chapter? Well, uh, definitely have a lower opinion on a lot of the citizens of Wano. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I thought it was interesting to kind of show that attitude. And yet he's still demeaning himself and dancing in a loincloth all over for the past few years to save people who clearly a lot of them are not on his side and probably are some of the people that have spoken disparagingly about him. So, you know, the fact that he's willing to do that for people that don't necessarily care about him, I think, once again, it's just that strengthening of him as a character. Uh, I also liked the juxtaposition of 
the the two very strong females in this chapter, which is a perfect for Kuja cast. I thought, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Toki being stoic and and staying calm as a mother to protect her kids and 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 trying to keep it together, but also Shinobu, the only person who spoke out in this whole crowd of people, and you know, there were probably some allies for to Odin in this crowd, and I think we see a couple of them if I remember correctly. But she's the only one who had the courage to speak out. And it's not like Kaido and Orochi aren't there and could do something to her. So I, you know, I thought her standing up and and, and giving that speech was was really me- moving and everything like that. And then, of course, obviously Odin's sacrifice, we know this is going to get drawn out <laughs> mm. probably at least until the next chapter. Hopefully not too many because I don't know how long I can stand to <laughs> see this man in this oil, especially that panel with his foot in the water and the oil when they show his foot burning. Oof. I felt that drawing. I was just like, oh my God, that looks so painful. But, um, you know, just, just to see what he's doing for people that don't appreciate him for the most part, I think is, is, is sad, especially considering now that you know what the state of Wano is now and you know how much worse it got. Uh, I guess like, I would feel the Toki thing more if like she doesn't even have like a sweat drop or anything like she just doesn't really react like her husband's in danger. And she's like, this is fine. And, like, I mean, she's got the kids there, you know, she's mm. got to put on a. But she always puts up that front. I guess I'm annoyed that it seems what she always does. Like, I guess she yelled at Odin once when he was like, oh, I'm, I'm like, d- like, you actually need to go on an adventure. But since then, she's just like, doesn't mm. react to anything. Hmm. I'll agree with that. I wish we had more uh, Toki in this flashback that wasn't just being having like her used as a literal plot device to move the <laughs> move time. Yeah, because um, I was because <laughs> I was thinking she's kind of like oh, that's like wife guys. She's like a husband gal or something because <laughs> she's just like oh whatever Oda does is right. Like even when she's like oh he's dancing away, she's like oh like don't make me mad, but like. It's not fitting with what she thought of him before. She just can magically read his mind. I, or, 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 sorry, we're like, I'll, I'll say it for my more of my talking, but I don't know. I, I hope for more from Toki. Yeah, definitely. Um, Joe, what do you think of the chapter? I thought it was pretty cool. Like, I liked all the big shots of him, like, holding them up over the oil and stuff. To kind of piggyback what off, off what you were saying, I just made me think, I wonder if next chapter they're going to go down and see it for themselves, because on Zoe, um it's implied that Momo like saw what happened to Odin oh. and we still, we, we still haven't heard him say, you know, I'm Odin, I'm born to boil kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see Momo like running off to go see the execution, maybe in like a, like a way, like sneak, like trying to sneak away from the rest of his mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. Maybe try to save him or something. Yeah. But I guess that gets confusing. Cause then he needs to be back near his mom in the castle to get teleported. But I do like the idea of him going to see it. Well, yeah, well, like, something's going to happen because, like, they, they go to attack the castle after this, which right. is when Toki does her thing. So, so and, that's what... And, we, and you know that the some of the Akazaya do get teleported. Yeah, exactly. Forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I guess maybe that's why I'm slightly okay with Toki being a little kind of n- non-reactive, for want of a mm-hmm. better term, in this, because you know she's got her moment coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Stephanie, how about you? Mm-hmm. What do you think of this chapter? <laughs> Um, it's, uh, it's an interesting one. I, you know, I feel like it does a really good job of, um, kind of overlapping and reinforcing some of the 
uh, like the story and the character traits that have been built up, like uh, especially of you know Odin being uh, this figure of great like perseverance and sort of stoicness that like you know not only is he uh you know basically allowing his um reputation to be completely shattered for the the sake of the the people but like he's literally as they're killing him he's literally like putting the you know his people on his shoulders um and and keeping them out of harm's way which is um you know pretty pretty poetic uh the way that that um works out which is is kind of fascinating i did think that the um like you know when shinobu does her reveal which does i think it really does make it it really improves shinobu's character a lot especially knowing like kind of what she's uh, the way that we were introduced to her in the present day where um you know she's she's a lot older and you know she's she's kind of kooky but now you can kind of see that a lot of it is probably, you know, just sort of like the the trauma of having been through this horrible experience and and seeing the injustice that happened, and having been unable to to help stop it, um, and and that's why you know she's like so um, desperate about the plan in the present day about you know like uh, when she's you know suspicious of law for example and the and and the heart pirates that. Uh, it's really it's because she's like so um, personally like wrapped up in what happened um, that she was so close to these events. Um, I think is is really makes her much uh, more interesting um, than than she was before. And I think the the actual deal, uh, uh, you know, about the um, you know don't uh, like don't do this thing or I'll kill a hundred people per day or what you know whatever it hap- whatever the uh, the terms were are maybe i don't know if they're necessarily like interesting enough to to have been like the surprise reveal of like oh why was he dancing like this is a weird mystery thing well wait till you you know see uh the the sleight of hand that oda is doing well it turns out it's actually Hmm. you know pretty simple it's kind of like what you what you might expect but i feel like you know, in retrospect, that just means like the really important thing about that was kind of trying to put the reader into the perspective of the the people of Wano of like, what is this guy's problem? Like, why is he doing? Why is he such an idiot? Why is he such a fool that he's doing this? And um, uh, so even even if like it wasn't really like a surprising like, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that uh, type of reveal. You know, it does kind of serve the um, the like the I guess the perspective the manipulation of the perspective that that oda was um uh, kind of doing to us um so uh yeah i don't know I don't, I don't know how much longer he can he can go here but uh the flashback continues <laughs> uh was there anyone else who hasn't given their uh reaction yet i guess me um i guess like i did like it overall that kaido or sorry <laughs> uh odin got to be really cool i guess like Part of me is just annoyed that, like, oh, they're like, oh, like, fighting back would be worse because more people will get hurt. But, like, at the same time, I was just thinking back to, like, he was part of Whitebeard's crew and he was supposed to only be with Roger for a year. And it's kind of like Roger, like, like, oh, can I borrow this DVD from you, Whitebeard? Actually, the DVD wants to be free and just, like, throws it away once he finishes it. 
Because, like, I get Odin didn't want to be a pirate anymore, but, like, I had the kind of stupid theory. It's like, oh, maybe Whitebeard will come and help because he actually cares about his family. But it's just, eh. I think it's cool, but I think that I just, I'm not, like, as Stephen was saying, I don't think the, oh, he was doing it to protect people is, like, that interesting of a reveal for me. So I'm just still, like, eh for Odin. I just don't really like him. Because, <laughs> eh, I don't know. I've talked about it enough on Twitter, but... I'm definitely more interested in Orochi than I am anyone else. And I still want to know, like, I guess I'm more interested in Orochi Kaido dynamic than I am with Odin right now. Yeah, I, uh, I thought some of these specific, so Odin's such a, basically a mythical character at this point. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about how he's, he's like a folklore character. Everything he does is got that, like, that, like, tint over it. Um, Especially with this chapter where it's like an Orochi and Kaido thing. They're like, we got to make everything just a little bit extra. And mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. like taking bets. The whole like, <laughs> oh, uh, sure, we don't know what you're going to do. But sure, we'll make you all go in at the same time and make this weird bet with you. Nothing can go wrong here. Or mm-hmm. like the unnecessarily like, oh, dancing for every day that you dance. A hundred people will go free. Like they don't really have to do that. They could have just mm-hmm. threatened people. It would have been the same thing. So it's, I don't know if I like that as much um just because it I guess it's part of the dramatics but it's always it feels a little too convoluted mm-hmm. uh, like like an emperor's plan but who knows maybe Kylo's just a weirdo and, uh, and like I, speaking of convoluted sorry it just reminded me that like Odin's whole character of never explaining things like he it almost would like, like it doesn't even make sense for Kai to say oh you can't tell anyone because it would have helped prevent people from wanting to fight back it would have been like people hopeful, be like, okay, it'll only take five years, five years, and he's gone. So, like, he didn't even, he didn't tell the Akazai 9, he didn't tell his wife, he just sat on that information for no reason. And I went back, and seeing, like, the guy who's like, oh, he never explains things, we never see that guy again, he's just an Oda, like, explainer dude, because just, like, is Odin too proud to explain things? Like, it's it's just rubs me the wrong way about him, because, like, I don't, eh. Yeah, I think that's, that's kind of part of his tragic flaws that he's so stoic that he's probably not helping himself in, in some regards. I do think that the, uh, with Orochi, like the reveal of his, like, you know, that his plan is basically just a, a, a one of sadism, like sadistic sort of cruelty, like that. He's not really interested. He's not really ruled by like lot logic that much, or like mm-hmm. what's the, what's the cleverest thing to do. And I feel like that, helps uh i mean obviously you know the whole like game like let's last an hour like sure let's go along with that that's obviously a plot device but i think it it works a little better when you know that he's like sure like i think it would be really fun to watch you boil slowly over an hour instead of dying in an instant um because it kind of suits his his character um but uh yeah i mean it is very bond villain that's for sure Mm -hmm. and i do wonder like Orochi kind of gave up on destroying Wano, I guess, because 20 years, it's still there. Yeah. But I guess it's just because Kaido's probably like, oh, I want, like, all this material and stuff. But I guess, like, that kind of doesn't make sense to me. This is, what's my name again? Zex Marquise? Um, <laughs> Xenon. <laughs> Xenon. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I think, like, he, I know he took away all the swords and weapons from, like, all the people in, um, mm-hmm. in Wano. I feel like he's... I mean, he is a Bond villain. He's over the course of generations, slowly withering down any hope of Wano coming up and rebelling, and then he'll crush them like the ants they are. Is I'm assuming how he's thinking about it. It's he's he's a very well he's a very id 
focused character like right. you know in the present day he's like having feasts and he has all the women and he just loves people fawning over himself so he's probably just like all right i got what i i'm, I'm happy this is comfortable for me like i'm the i'm the shogun i'm the king yeah why leave yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah he's got everything why yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he's, and he has he connections with the world government too i know yeah in the present true. day yeah mm-hmm. and it just it makes me wonder like is Kaido honorable that, like, because we know the Akazai 9 get away, so does he hold out for an hour, and then uh, they decide, like, Kaido's like, I have to listen to you, and then somehow Barrier Guy and Old Lady die? Or I wonder if, like, Cat Viper and Dogstorm fight because one of them jumps off or something, and, like, wastes Odin's sacrifice. And Orochi at some point has to get really scared about the whole thing with Toki being true because that's that's his right, whole shtick right. at the very beginning is that he's like paranoid about mm-hmm. a thing that makes no sense. Yeah. But that is secretly true. <laughs> that's true. That should be a good scene. And I wonder maybe when Toki teleports them, she's already dying or something. Like, I, I don't know. I think when we see her talk in the flashback, is it just her head? Or do we see her whole body? Because I'm wondering, is like yeah, a, sword, a sword sticking oh, out of her? She's sitting there. She's all there. Yeah. Oh. Cause like, she like I don't know. Go there and like tap your husband and save him by putting him an hour, like two years, a year in the future or something. There he lives. He disappeared. It's like but the maybe sugar. She knows she can't. It's like know? the sugar devil fruit. Uh, it's like too mm-hmm. convenient. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, this could this yeah. could solve all the problems if she really wanted it but, to. Yeah. But it could be that the only way she can send people forwards is that she dies, like the the laws fruit, the eternal youth right. thing. That if mm-hmm. you use it on someone else, there's like a step. Yeah, a condition. It's a good question. I mean, I, yeah, the, the the whole like the everything about this this flashback or this this part of the story is like against the backdrop of kind of fatalism because it's like the I think what Oda is trying to you know have us keep in mind is that like yeah, Odin you know he could survive or you know maybe there's maybe there's some way they could have uh, prevented this from happening, but that he's just one guy, you know, he has his followers, but he's just one guy and Kaido and Orochi together just have them completely outmanned. And yeah. ultimately they're doomed no matter what happens, they're kind of doomed to, to fail. And obviously we know it, it, it sort of happens because this is obviously the flashback. We know he's going to die, but whatever it, it you know, the, the hope that does get carried forward is for what's happening in the present day. So um, you know, every, everything, every moment where you're like, wow, why didn't they just do this? Why didn't they just do that? Mm-hmm. You're, you're kind of supposed to be like, well, there's always some, you know, there's always some other reason why this wouldn't have worked or ultimately it wouldn't have made a difference. Right. Um, and in the moment, it's also sometimes hard to think of those things. Hindsight, it's really easy to say, oh, I should have done that, but you don't mm-hmm. have the emotions and everything. And I'm also kind of wondering like if there's more to Toki's time power if she knows Mm. certain things and maybe that's why she's not acting and because she knows it has to go a certain way Mm. um you know i don't know if that means she has like any like precognition or anything that goes with that or if it's just literally moving through time but i'm wondering if maybe there's reasons that she's just like all right this is what has to happen and i guess like part i guess like she hasn't even explained like why she had to go to wano and then, like, I, maybe she does have precognition because she says, like, oh, like, when the the Akazai 9, like, return, like, be warned or something. But I don't know. I'm just so much of, like, 
I guess it's because Odin's the focus, not her, but she's more interesting than he is, to me at least, just because I'm more interested in the Void Century than I am in the Proud bo- proud Guy. <laughs> Have any of you gotten um, burnt by oil before? Yes. Yes. Oh, that it super hurts. So yeah, it I sucks. Know. Yeah, that's that's all I was oh. thinking. <laughs> it makes me think of. Have you guys seen Avatar: The Last Airbender? Yes. So they celebrate the day that the Akazai Nine was not boiled in oil, <laughs> so that everyone could eat like unfried dough. So it just made me think of that, and I kept thinking the clock was a spinner to decide what the punishment was or like the length of time. We already had that with Big Mom. Yes. <laughs> I was not copying that. Uh, and I guess, do you guys think Kaido, or I guess I already mentioned it, but like Kaido keeping his word or not? Like I'm interested in more insight on Kaido and his like thought process. Yeah, because he could just be like, no one's going to defeat me anyway. I don't care if you well, live. His his word here is, if any withstand the boiling for the amount of time you agree on, let them go free. Doesn't mean after they go free, he's just not going to hunt true. them down. There's, yeah. there's no way. You can Kaido get off like, that platform and get killed. Yeah. I like to think of Kaido's probably like the word of the law, but probably not like the spirit of it. Mm-hmm. And I just want to speak up for like the people of Wado that they've had like five years under this guy, like six and sorry, is it six or seven or probably maybe a year or two other for when Odin was pieced out gone. So maybe because I guess we don't really know when Kai when o- Orochi started. We know he was at least there when uh, Odin came back. So like these people have already lost all hope, and like. The people in the flower capital are probably like the few lucky ones who actually do get a bit of luxuries, and if they go out of line, they get kidnapped. So I don't, I don't, can't blame them too much for being I mean, assholes. I would say that, but they're also like, hey, let's go look at the village <laughs> boiling. Like, yeah, but that happened in real life too. And like, people went to executions in real life too. Mm-hmm. This yeah. doesn't make it okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, and also, I um, I actually am way more interested in Orochi's flashback now because of this one little thing. Who knows how much of it is bias because of like what he's been taught and stuff. But I loved that he like talked about how his family had been persecuted. And then we get that one shot of Odin who's Mm -hmm. maybe realizing that this could have been prevented Mm -hmm. um, if people had been better to each other. Um, I, I really like that, just that one panel of Odin, even when he's going through all that, he's getting like an idea of the causes to this yeah. whole catastrophe. That they created yeah. their own problem to a certain yeah. extent. Kind of yeah. close-minded, closed nation, like it all loops right. around. Right. We we haven't seen Odin yet. He's gonna he's supposed to say like his big thing about open Wano's borders um as like his his dying message or like his last thing that he wants people to do and that does i think that does even though it's not explicitly stated i think that kind of ties into this um this story and and kind of just the way that the people act because it it ties into like the whole theme of of one piece about uh sort of freedom and one of the things of freedom is like the ability that if you have problems or if you you know if there are issues like you have the freedom to not you know to to like ignore them or or like to go somewhere else and kind of do do something else and when you're locked in this closed state there's nowhere else to go it's like um you know an isolationist nation or like a small town where you there's no escape and when you're stuck in that closed loop like when whenever you have a problem you kind of have to uh like you don't really have a choice but to deal with it like that's the way that people 
like human nature works. So all these people who have their frustrations, they're going to take it out on whoever is like the safest to beat up. So if it's like if the Kurozumis are like the uh, pariahs of the society after, you know, their their patriarch like tried to seize power and, uh, you know, did this evil thing. Well, okay, those, these guys are clearly the bad guys. So it's okay if we beat up on them. And that's, you know, this kind of mob justice mentality. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, the, the themes of one piece being like, you can, freedom is the, is the best because you can go and you can decide what you want for yourself and you can, uh, you know, escape these, um, you know, the chains of all of the, the nonsense that goes on around you. Um, that's the sort of thing that one of being an open nation, they, they could have been different. And I think that's kind of, you know, all of these experiences that Odin has had are what helps him solidify that idea mm-hmm. in his mind. Yeah, it's just interesting because like, I feel like this flashback hopefully is ending soon, but then I've still, I guess like apparently it's hype to want a Toki flashback or for Toki to get more interactions. I've heard, as I've heard from some people on Twitter, but I guess, or maybe like a Kaido flashback. Like I'm interested in what, how Oda's going to handle this or if it just like won't, really happen that it won't be the focus at all i think we'll get a mini toki flashback i don't think we're gonna mm-hmm. get a whole one because this has been such a long flashback already but like how we have the mini flashback to orochi and odin's deal i think we're gonna get a mini flashback to toki um hopefully before she meets odin because i would really like to see oh my gosh a, yes because mm-hmm. also like out there when we met toki she had like swords and like also kind of the like oh she's naive so i would like but then all that goes away when she meets Odin. And like, I don't know, let her have a bit of personality. Like, I, I don't know, I'm just bitter about Toki. But I wonder, I don't know. <laughs> but have swords, save her husband. But that's like too out of character. But I can dream. All right. Anything else they want to mention? All right, let's move on to the anime recap then. This is the Anime Recap for episode 922, A Tale of Chivalry. Zero, oh, my notes say, my, my notes autocorrected Zoro to zero. <laughs> a Tale of Chivalry, oh. Zoro and Tonoyasu's Little Trip. I'm your host, Samantha, once again, and today we have, as usual, we have Jill. Hello, everyone. And joining us once again for the second time, we have Kendra from the MHA podcast. Hello, thank you for having me on. Yes. I have to say, I love the title of this episode. <laughs> it just sounds really fun. You're like, yeah, we're going on a trip with these mostly, guys. Like, <laughs> it's mostly some gambling. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but that sounds like a fun trip to me. <laughs> yes. Uh. Yes, yeah, so before we even get to the title card, we have a little shot of Zoro and Tonoyasu, the man we will know as Tonoyasu in a moment. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of standing out in the rain, trying not to get wet. Uh, they're kind of up against the building. And Tonoyasu is just the wrong height. <laughs> I thought he was so little! I thought he was tiny! I was like, what is happening? I guess he's always, like, kind of, he's a sycophant, so he's always, like, praising Zoro. But, like, I thought he was tiny. He's too big. Like, every time he talked, I was just like, he's gonna, like, bite someone's head off. Yeah, he, he looks a little more... No, he looks a little more correct later in the episode, but he is also like bending his knees a lot to like shrink down. So it's like 
Is that really how he's supposed to look? Because I always thought he was just kind of a squat. Like I get that his head is big, but he's like yeah. a, he, he's like a normal sized man with like a giant head. It's the so proportions scary. make it worse. It's just the giant head, really. Like you're right. It looks like he's gonna eat me. <laughs> like it's terrifying. He's as tall as Zoro when they're just standing straight up. Yeah, uh, like his head is like goes to Zoro's like below Zoro's shoulders. <laughs> it's so scary. <laughs> I just like kept taking pictures during the anime. I found my notes as well, but I kept laughing because I was just like, oh my god! Like, there's one point when he's like really close to the camera, and I was like, oh my god, you need to go away. <laughs> it takes up he takes up a lot of uh, screen real estate. Uh, so the title card the the title card officially begins at three minutes and ten seconds, and it opens with uh, Zoro. He's chilling out. He's drinking and he's gambling. They're inside the building now. Uh, and uh, Zoro's winning at this dice roll gambling, just, you know, calling evens or odds. And uh, when Zoro wins, he gives Tonyasu the winnings as, like, paying him back for the, the boat ride. And he's even giving uh, Tonyasu more uh, than, than Yasu gave him for the, for the boat in the first place. Uh, so we have a little scene where Carrot and Wanda are sneaking into, like, the, the Shogun's farm thing where they're, like, making weapons and food and uh, clean food, and uh, they mentioned something about uh, they they got in because uh, carrot has I guess hole digging skills, which I think is a an anime <laughs> yeah, okay. original detail. Yes, I mean I guess it makes she, sense. I mean rabbits, mm, she's multi talented. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> they're trying to sneak food out, but uh, carrots making a little noise eating carrots, <laughs> and they have to have a little a little tiny bicker about that, and they leave a note uh, pinning their crime on the Atamaya Thieves Brigade. Uh, that part was sorry. That part's always so funny to me that they're like, <laughs> "We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna pin this on the guy we want to join forces with us because that way he has no choice." And I was like, "I mean, you're not wrong." The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, it's definitely one of their more dastardly moves, which is it's just cool. It's, it's, it's interesting. They're not. They're not. They're pirates. <laughs> So we come back and uh, we're back in the flower capital, and Frankie is being scolded by his his. Uh, carpenter carpenter uh, mentor Minotomo uh, for kind of skipping out on work because he wanted to see the Oiron. Uh, but Minotomo gives him some slack. He's like, okay, I understand. One, pretty girl. Two, you already do like 10 times the work of one man. So <laughs> who, who am I to demand your uh, full attention all the time if you're doing this good of work? Um, so Frankie was working for this man because he wanted the blueprints to Onigashima Castle, to Kaido's place. And uh, I guess this is something that Minotomo had promised him. And now he's just remembering, oh, yeah, I pawned it 10 years ago. And so we get this. First of all, Frankie starts pulling out rocket launchers <laughs> in the middle of daylight. But he calls them Franosuke rocket launchers. So he's still right. undercover. Yeah. Oh, you're right. A super <laughs> subtle undercover here. Just being no. <laughs> undercover in Wano. No one has any questions about where this like space age technology comes from. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Frankie has to run around town, uh, figuring out where these these blueprints went to, and so he checks out the pawn shop first, and then I wrote all these names down for some reason. Huh. Uh, I guess because they're all from Rakugo, so like people in Japan, they might be more likely to recognize it. Oh, true. Yeah, and yeah. Every, every person who gets mentioned, they get a little ukiyo-e painting uh, to to accommodate them. Mm -hmm. uh, so. 
or it's funny because it feels like filler, but it's just this is straight up what happened. Yeah, I mean it's padded out a little bit more. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, it's mostly what happened in the manga. So the pawn shop sold it to a guy named Kumagoro, the the from the tenement who gave it to Kobe, his landlord, because he couldn't pay his rent one week, I guess. And then the landlord gave it to Kisegawa, the geisha, who gave it to Tokijiro, who's, as far as we can mm. tell, just some guy, uh, who gave it to Rakuda, which I think means camel, but it's just a guy named Rakuda. And then mm. finally, it must be somebody from Curry who was hiding their face stole it, and now we don't know where it is. It's somewhere in Curry. I- loved that whole sequence i thought it was done so well um and then every time it had like the really nice painting and then like what they actually look like and <laughs> the camel i thought it was so funny uh, the camel bit it made me wish that, like eyelashes would come back somehow <laughs> in water but obviously not um so frankie runs into Condro, who is trying to make a living selling drawings of fish hear me out Condro <laughs> has to be colorblind right like there's no way that he's not colorblind, and he's like in disguise, wearing the brightest purple coat I have ever seen with these nasty fish. Like this dude is insane. I love that the anime has just been like, yes, Wano is colorful, so we have to make Contra stand out even more. I was gonna say that the the whole selling his fish seemed like a good business plan, but like none of nobody wants them. They all. <laughs> Are very that suspicious one woman of one, yeah. which is amazing. I was like, "What price is he selling these at? They've got to be like the lowest cost because that woman bought one." There's like would giant taste, catfish. Would they taste good? I guess it's a good way. People are like starving. Go to Ikebukuro Town or like spoilers, I guess. But like, I don't know. Feed people with those fish. No, no, because he said in Dressrosa that he ate his own cabbage, and I think it gave him a stomach ache. <laughs> so like, it's just like, terrible. I just imagine uh, they taste like chalk or paint. Or uh, paint. Ugh. Uh, probably gross. So yeah, this is when we uh, we come back to Kinemon, who's hearing that uh, okay, so we don't have the blueprints, but they are probably somewhere here in Curry. Mm-hmm. That doesn't give us a lot of leads, but uh, I, I assume that will come back up later in the story. And uh, th- this is where they kind of explain their plan of trying to pressure Shuten Maru into action. Oh, but it was very funny because they have a copy of the note. So for a second, I just imagined it was like, oh, you mean this note? And it's like they, the gag that they didn't leave it. <laughs> That but they did. Funny. They just have yeah. a copy. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think they've got lots, so they can leave lots of uh, calling cards. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we come back, and Zoro is still gambling, but he catches the, the gamble house cheating. Uh, I get, they have, like, some dude under the floorboards, under, <laughs> like, the straw, like, poking the dice with the needle to roll them over. I don't know how they would, like, know when they need to poke the oh. dice. or They definitely had some sort of system where that guy, like, puts his pipe out Mm-hmm. At, like as a signal to the guy under the floor. Yeah, but how would they know? Yeah, like, the how, do they, how do they know if it's <laughs> evens or odds? The same they... thing. I was assuming it was just Zoro was so good. They just went for the opposite. Uh, like, yeah, <laughs> I thought that's uh, what it was. They're like, oh, I guess we'll just have to do that. It could have backfired on them pretty well. He could have just messed with them. <laughs> uh, and I'm trying, the de- the person with like the dice had curly eyebrows, like Sanji. Yeah, yep. So just imagining that Zoro hated him just for that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Zoro, he just has a sixth sense for these things. He's like, Oh, a sharp object's nearby. I must do something. <laughs> with this. Uh, so he does his, uh, no sword style dragon twister and busts a hole through the roof and reveals the little compartment they have under the floor. <laughs> and then that brings us to the eye catch of the episode. And then when we, when we come back from commercial break, uh, it's the big fight scene. Zoro does this, uh, one sword style dragon quake, which looks like taking one of those like zigzag scissors and just cutting people. 
Oh, can we talk about how horny it was when it like showed the raindrops on Zoro's earrings? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It was very cool. It was like, it was a cool animation choice because it was like, you know what, Zoro's cool was kind of what this episode was. That's true. I mean, he had his own hype man the entire episode. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so they 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 beat up some guys and uh, they get their money back. And it's not it's not hard to get your money back if you're, oh. you just blew the roof off of the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and it's funny, or sorry, totally also stops him from murdering the dude. But like his big head is going so close to the guy, I'm more scared of the guy net for now than I was for Zoro. <laughs> yeah, and like while Tony, it's like a it's like a whole like minute of like Tony Yasu talking to this guy, and his head is like almost imperceptibly like getting bigger in the image. <laughs> Like, like very slowly. One of those red posts where it's just like, oh, every day I make Tony Yasu's head a little bigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just I like I think I took a picture of one of the like, came in. These takes up like half of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just in the I, background, just kind of blurred out. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's Tony Yasu's my favorite now, <laughs> just because of this. <laughs> I need to reread the manga because I like his head. I just can't get over it. <laughs> So uh, they're they're on their way. It's nice and sunny now, and uh, Yasu's explaining that. Oh, I, they call me the sycophant Yasu, and they're uh, coming upon the flower capital in the distance. And uh, Yasu's talking about his hometown of Ebisu, and Zoro is wondering what kind of town that is. And Yasu's like, "Oh, you'll see." And then the we come to another scene. It's uh, Orochi is bargaining with CP Zero, and this is the first time we're seeing Orochi in the anime. Outside of like the opening, uh, and did we know he had purple hair before? Is that I don't new? think so. I thought it, he was on the cover different. already. Yeah, it looked. Yeah, it didn't look familiar. I was like, oh, I didn't. I don't know why it didn't occur to me that his hair would be purple. It just seems like that's the mo at this point. Purple. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't know why purple is always associated with like snake characters, hmm. but like it always is. is it? And I understand. <laughs> it feels or, like very snaky purple. I don't or, know. Orochi Maru. Is that- I think that's what it was. Oh. Like, wild, I was like, ah, purple snakes, clearly because of Naruto. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking like purple for royalty. Yeah, that's usually. But that might be more like English stuff rather than Japanese. I mean, it works. Hmm. If you want to make the connection, it works. I think. Yeah. And his voice scares me. I yes. don't like it. Oh, so yeah, last week were- we, were, we were talking about how like his voice was like so deep and gruff and we didn't expect yeah. that. And now it's kind of settling more towards where I expected it to be, where he's he's really just a total loon yeah you mentioned last week that it was hogback's voice and it's so much more obvious now yeah. um it's great actually i'm i really like it it's it's it makes the scenes more fun a mm. lot because Orochi is like my favorite part of wano now so i'm glad that he gets like a <laughs> scary voice and just gets to be wild buck teeth yeah <laughs> um so yeah he's talking about how he so like because wano is self-sufficient and because they're making deals with the government that uh you know, Orochi has a lot of oh, and, and Orochi has Kaido backing him up, so mm-hmm. he has a lot of uh, a leverage over the world government. So he's saying, "Okay, we've been making deals. Next deal, I want Doctor Vegapunk, which is an <laughs> exciting development. Can't wait for that to go somewhere uh, in, a, in a year or two. Yeah. Oh, and he shot CP Zero like in the face. Yeah, he shot the dude in the face. It like bounces off his mask, but like knocks <laughs> yeah. his hat off. And I was like, "Whoa!" And then he starts turning uh, into his big like snake Hydra form. Yeah. And we see. We don't get to see it in full, but it's like kind of a mm. cool silhouette. And CP zeros, they're like they're talking. Their masks meld melds move. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, did I didn't pick up on that? Yeah, 
Definitely one of them. And I was like, wait, that's a mask. <laughs> so as we near the end of the episode, we have Nami and Shinobu who are kind of looking up at uh, the Shogun's castle. They're, I get, think they're planning to sneak in and whatnot. And uh, Komurasaki is being brought to the front gate because she was invited by the Shogun. Mm-hmm. And then the final scene with a little uh, juxtaposition, a little, you know, uh, you have Momonosuke and Otama and Momonosuke is like practicing his sword with his uh, little kendo stick thing. And uh, he's explaining to Tama that he has a little sister who should be alive. If she's alive, she would be about 26 years old. And he has, uh, if he can't see her until the war is over or else Orochi will know about her whereabouts and then go after her. So he's just hoping her, his sister's alive. He's hoping uh, that they'll win this battle and they'll see each other again. And it, it's pretty obvious that we're supposed to be making mm-hmm. some connections here uh, mm-hmm. between uh, Hiyori and this Komurasaki lady. Uh, but it is funny when Momo's like practicing slashing, he sounds like Link from Legend of Zelda. Like, Oi! oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I hear that. <laughs> I was like, who's the voice actor who does that? Like, I should have got him for Momo somehow. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's to be continued. General thoughts on mm-hmm. this episode, you guys. Oh, it's kind of more for last episode, but uh, Kumurasaki is straight out of Parasite. If, if you guys have seen that. Yes, I just saw uh, it last night. Oh, uh, yeah, I will. Oh, you should. Especially the I don't like poor people bit. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> and spoiler stuff for her also ties into that. But um, I like the episode overall. It was nice that it, like, we got some, like, the gambling I don't think we saw in the manga. Right. So I thought that was kind of cool just to see, like, just relax with Zoro, and then they're like, wait, where the hell is he? And, like, a bit of a more implied filler with actually seeing them leave the note. Like, I, I thought it was very fun that they managed to do, like, so much with not that much while not feeling like it dragged on forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I really like this episode. Um, I mean, obviously not a ton happened, but I enjoyed pretty much every scene. I thought they were done well. Um, even I was a little distracted by Tony Osu's head for <laughs> half of it. Um, but I... I don't know. Every little bit was really like just nice to watch. Even the stuff with like, uh, um, like Carrot and Wanda, and just like the whole like, oh, we dug a hole in and left this thing. I was like, all right, that's a cute ed- addition. Um, and Oroji's voice actor is great. I just, I've I rewatched Thriller Bark earlier last year, um, and I don't know that arc has some of the best voice acting. Um, mm-hmm. I think that we've had in the series, mm-hmm. um, especially Hogbacks because he goes through the like. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I was he trying has, to make like, his laugh. normal voice, like when he was pretending to be like a cool doctor, uh, and then he has like the really scary voice, and I think it works really well for Orochi. So I'm uh, super excited for more scenes of that. Yeah, I think the relaxed pace here is working a lot better for Act Two so far than it did for Act One. Uh, Act One, we're like, we're just trying to get like the the actual wheels turning for the first, you know, for the remainder of the arc. Uh, so the fact that things kind of take their time and uh, there's a lot of slow buildup, I think, kind of hurts uh, the momentum and the kind of pace. But here we're kind of supposed to be, you know, we're taking our time. We're set, putting plans into motion. We're kind of enjoying the uh, the atmosphere of Wano. Uh, so the the filler, the implied filler, or just like kind of taking our times with scenes, I think, pays off a lot more. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, you can. Or there's a scene when, like, Momo's talking about there were people who saw his mother dying. So that makes me really curious about what we might see in the future. Yeah. Like, who was that even? Because I think we already know. We don't. Or, for the anime, I haven't been watching a lot. We already got the time. We already got the time travel stuff. Right. Yeah. So, like, who saw that? I wonder. 
whoever was left behind must have told them about it or the people or she was already dying when she got sent or they got sent so i'm just like i'm very curious about like any tidbits of information we get about toki yeah there's definitely something up there that is uh in the works and it's hard to it's hard to suss out the details quite yet Mm -hmm. yeah i thought this episode was pretty pretty solid i think that there's good variety of scenes uh you know for for what we're covering like i i like uh, I, I like the Frankie stuff. I like the Zoro stuff. I like the I, I like the Momo stuff. You know, it feels like they got enough in here uh, mm. for an episode. So yeah, I think it's pretty good. Oh, has anyone said that Orochi has like a Jughead crown yet? I know we've called it a Burger. Oh, that, I, think so. burger I think so. Oh, okay, <laughs> there's been the Burger King one, but I was like, oh, so he's Jughead. Yeah, because it like kind of one of the corners kind of bends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh well, I can't wait till someone like hits it off his head. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you guys want to say, or are we ready to move on to the next segment? Down with the Rochi. <laughs> I think we're good. All right, yeah. let's move. All right. This is the piece together segment where we take your questions, comments, concerns, um, best recipes for boiled Odin. <laughs> so and we have uh, Joe from the Discord. Can you pull it up, Joe? Yep, I got it right here. Yes, please. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so the first question is from Nestify. Uh, hello, ladies and ladies. Great to hear from all of you again. Uh, now here's a thought uh, about uh, how about instead of ship wars, some uh, there wasn't much of a war. How about fleet talk or something? Anyways, uh, if you do end up doing another segment, have you heard of OT3s? Why have a war when you can spread love all around? And if so, do you have any favorite OT3s? And they list uh, some of their favorites, as Shanks, Ben, and Makino, or Sabo, uh, Marco, and Ace. Uh, and then they continue, if not, what are your favorite bro TPs? Mine is definitely Usopp, uh, Usopp and Luffy, brothers, best friends for life. Thank you all for your hard work. Mm. I, I, oh, sorry, top love the... Jill, go ahead. I love OT3s. Heck uh, yeah. Pretty much my favorite because I'm so tired. Love triangles are so boring. Oh my <laughs> God. Just make them all bone. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Like, Thank it's, you. It's so Share trite. the love. Yeah, come on. It's, you know, I don't, I don't understand, you know, being constrained with that. Let's just go with OT3s <laughs> at this point. Why stop at three? <laughs> right? Right? What is the term now? Polycule? I was introduced to that term recently. I'm down for that. Oh, exactly. What are your, uh, some of your favorite OT3s? I'm I'm sorry. I'm a chronic monogamist. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, darn. If only, you know, that wasn't the most prevalent thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, um, I guess for me, I, I think for like the Straw Hats, I think um, I, I have a picture of the Straw Hats on my wall, so I'm looking at that. But like, I think throwing Usopp into any ship makes me happy as well for OT3s. So like Zoro and Sanji and then Usopp as well, because I think like it helps their dynamic a little bit to have someone who's not like the one. Um, Before I got super into Lalu, I was down with Kid Lalu. Uh mm-hmm. Because of that scene at Shibandi. Like, instantly that showed up, and I was like, yes, let's just wreck some shit. <laughs> as far as bro TPs go, like, I have a lot of really, uh I have a lot of feelings for, like, Luffy and Nami as a bro TP, and also Luffy and Usopp. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Luffy, Usopp, and Law would be cool. 
I don't know if Law likes sharing. <laughs> Probably not. Joe, very specifically, not responding to that. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I mean, pe- people are entitled to their opinion. I don't. I don't know. And I don't know what it says about me that I have the manga where it's basically the whole crew at the same time. So <laughs> oh, I read that. I'm not say I haven't read it. Wasn't it called Mary Shipping for a while? I remember Mary Shipping being uh, up through Sanji. So it was. I read some thick of that. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it gets a little opportunity hookup. Just go for it. You're on a boat all this time. <laughs> go crazy. I remember reading this one, and they very deliberately said Chopper was not there. <laughs> I was like, oh, what? Yeah, I was like, so I said Chopper, Chopper went away. Chopper could run errands. So you got yeah, like, to Chopper check was at the helm. Spot. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> I think I've read somewhere it was Zoro, Sanji, and Nami, which is interesting. I like that. Yeah. I mean, as much as of a lesbian, Nami definitely is. I like that dynamic. Mm-hmm. As long as Chopper was running errands, anything goes on that ship as far as yes. I'm concerned. I'm concerned of what Book would do in that situation. Plays the mood music in the background. Okay, <laughs> He's just in, in the room. Oh my god! I'm just having like this vision of them giving Chopper like Nyquil laced cotton candy so he oh, pats no. sleep. <laughs> it's like put him down below. All right. Is there another Discord question? Yes, there is. Um, SBS Stella says, "Hey, OPP, it's the season of love. My OTP is me and myself." Self-love fashionable now, uh, but don't tell Hancock. She might look in the mirror and turn herself into stone. Uh, I'm feeling very conflicted about Odin in this chapter. Making himself a fool to save his people? I sleep. Standing in a pot of boiling oil for an hour while he holds his friends aloft? Real shit. I feel like he hasn't been developed super well, and I really want to see the Straw Hats again, and in the present. But I'm only human, and that panel of Odin holding his retainers got me hyped. Teamwork is wonderful. What a wonderful manga about saving our friends. Thanks for all y'all do for the One Piece podcast community and for hosting another Kooja cast. I think it definitely is nice to see Odin, like, actually give a shit about the people because it seems like he just left them really easily. He even, like, had Izzo left him pretty easily as well. Like, he hasn't really bonded with people. Like, hasn't got that chance to spend that much time with people. So it's nice that he actually does care about the people because it doesn't seem like they were even friends before. And his track record before, I mean, yeah, he was, you know, the the typical folklore hero, but it wasn't like he was actually always doing everything right. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, um, I, I like that as we've gone through this series, it's basically Odin's been doing whatever he wants and people have been supporting him. And at this point, now he's paying it back literally with his life by supporting them. Um, yep. So I do kind of like how that ended up being turned around. And I guess he, sorry, go ahead. Uh, part of his like stoicness is also it's it's like a very old fashioned like uh you know Japanese masculinity of like uh you know a guy uh a, a guy like when he does something for someone else or when he shows that he cares like he's not supposed to like make a big deal out of it or like he just sort of silently accepts like that's you know it's it's a part of a an image that um, I think you see a lot of it, especially in, in this case when it's like a lord and his followers, as opposed to like a guy and his friends. And so, I, you know, I feel like it's probably a character dynamic that is a little more familiar to to Japanese readers, where it's it's like you know the way that you show he cares is like when he's sort of just hanging out and they have all these kids that are like running around and screaming and chasing each other 
uh, earlier in the flashback and the fact that he's just like okay that's cool i'm i'm cool with this is like sort of you know the the way that that is depicted um but it's not uh it's not as much of a like you know giving hugs to your bros sort of a of a dynamic that that we see um but i do like the way that that jill just um phrased it too Okay, and the last one is from Straw Hat Pirate 9. Uh, they say, This chapter, very nice touch on Otis part to show us what happens to a, no- to a normal person when they go into the boiling pot of oil. It was brutal. Also, uh, after that tearful declaration from Shinobu, I can't see her being a traitor. Mm-hmm. If she is, then uh, if she is, then Oda has, as Grant says, made a clown out of me. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to share some of my favorite ships to the KujiCast. I stand Luffy and Zoro, original OTP. Uh, Jill, you have made me fall in love uh, for Law and Luffy, uh, though they are cute. Nami and her ladies, always and forever, and Frankie and Robin, to name a few. I look forward to Kuji Cast number three. Yay, Frankie Robin. Good shit. <laughs> <laughs> Robin. I, uh, I did like that the... Oda does it a lot where he shows like how a normal person reacts to something before it happens to one of our monster characters, but... Uh, I did like that guy just straight up just slipping in there. I was like, wow, you think you'd be more careful, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? I thought I thought Odin pushed him for a second, but he's not. He slips, yeah. It just I remind get... it, it just reminded me of uh, Odin like holding on to the back of the ship for three days. Mm. Yeah. So like I don't think because Odin says like it's imperative that I survive. So I think like he's not thinking he'll die, even though like we know he will. But I wonder if maybe Orochi cheats or something, even though we've been told he dra- dies by drowning. It'd be interesting if, like, Orochi, like, stabs him in the neck or something. I could see that. Or, or hmm. I don't know Orochi's powers, how that would work with it, but I could oh, definitely yeah. see something extra happening. Or there's a bunch of ninja around. I'm sure one of them could, like, I don't know, shoot a needle into his knee somehow and oh. make him fall. Oh, yeah. They, I, I don't think that those... Those ninja are shown just for convenience. Like I feel Ooh. like there's definitely a chance that they could be involved with something. Yeah, he's been focusing on them uh, panels recently, so mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. they're gonna for this. Yeah, and like I didn't really mention it before, but I still don't trust Shinobu at all. Uh, so I, just, I, I didn't, wonder- but after this chapter, I do. I, I think it was. I was a little suspicious, especially because we got like the scene of her looking into the deal with Odin and Orochi, but it, 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 this this is a good speech. So we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. I, I mean, I that doesn't her. mean she's not writing wrong. Like, let's You could still give mm-hmm. a good speech and have messed up. So yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I think there's still room for speculation there, but yeah, like, I still liked her speech a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's just like she just seemed to just kind of come out of nowhere and we're just supposed to trust her with like no background given or like very it's little background It's because Oda didn't given. bother to write her. <laughs> <laughs> or it's because like, she's a ninja and she just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I guess, like, I I want to believe her speech, and I really do, but I wonder if maybe she lost faith in the people of Wano. Maybe. And, like, she had to spend those... She spent those 20 years basically by herself because the Akazai 9 were gone. She might have flipped or, like, decided to take, like, the lesser evil of protecting as many people as she could, and she doesn't believe that they can do it anymore. I don't know. Well, we don't really know what's... I mean, here's the thing. She revealed herself here. So Mm -hmm. all the other ninja and everyone in front of Kaido and Orochi, they know that she's basically on Odin's side. So what happened to her? Like, definitely something has happened to get her to the current day. And uh, it's probably not good. 20 years. Well, it's also interesting that, like, she's saying and revealing all this stuff about them. And 
Kylo and the Bochi aren't doing anything about it. They're just like, mm-hmm. okay, you can just review our whole plan. That's fine. <laughs> because it's that confidence. They're just like, we're not going to lose. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a gigantic dragon man. Off. We're good. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to tell if the Obi player is here and if the old lady is. Because there's two people on either side of them. But I think it's just people pouring tea. Or a sake or whatever. I would have thought they'd be here. I don't know if they're trying to be like more in the background throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Joe, did you say that was it for Discord? Yeah, that's the last one. Okay. Well, does anyone want to... Uh... Oh, Stephanie, you've read it, right? Yeah, or do we want to read that one email that we oh, have? Right. Okay, I'll read the email. Um so we got an email from Ben Wild saying, hey, what do you think of the Minx being regarded as gods after this arc? We know this concept already exists in Wano, and given the coming Sulong transformation, the people might see that as an act of gods. This would also go with the idea that the Minx will be living on or near Wano if, uh, if Zonisha dies. I don't know mm. where they where they're getting this that they were regarded as gods before. I, like the animal spirit thing? Because... Mm-hmm. On Wano, they don't know of... Well, they know of devil fruits, but they think of them as sorcery. So I could definitely see them seeing minks and thinking them as, like, animal spirits. But on the other hand, we already saw them with Cat Viper and Dogstorm as children, and they just beat them up. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they're gods, they don't care that much. And, like, it's it's been said that, like, only the Kazukis knew about the minks in the first place, which is why they got beaten up when they first arrived. Mm-hmm. The and like transformation, though, that might... That might do some stuff. Like they thought fishmen were kappa, so I like I don't know if there's like an animal spirit that they might be like, oh, they've come to save us, and so they can like pretend to be that. We have the fox, right? Oh yeah. So they could just be like, oh, we're kits and people, but it's like even like the minks haven't really interacted with the people that much. So I guess maybe they'll get to see them in the final battle or something, but it would have been nice to maybe have seen that a bit more because the minks have definitely been hiding because they would, like, going out and about reveal them. I imagine once Wano is opened, uh, theoretically at the end of this arc, uh, we're going to get some interactions that I think will be really good. Um, mm-hmm. Although people of Wano, historically terrible. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, Zanesha can come in and bitch slap them with her trunk. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Sunesha <laughs> just good. walks up that waterfall. Yes. It's, it's kind of interesting because, like, I feel like the minks are almost like a foil for the Wano society where, like, you can see how the isolationism has made Wano, like, the, the people of Wano very sort of self-interested and kind of cruel. Mm-hmm. And uh, the minks are also isolated, but they seem to be very tight-knit, um, which is kind of interesting. I don't know. I'm not sure if that was by design or if that was just kind of storytelling convenience, but um, they're they're very different in that regard. I do. Uh, yeah, I love that comparison, especially considering the Kozuki and the Minks are supposed to be so close knit. Um, I, I think that's really interesting how they've kind of developed separately like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, was going to say, and the, the Minks are much more loyal than the people of Wano are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder when that sort of divide, because I would assume at one point perhaps there was there was a little bit of a. Maybe they they were less there was that less animosity, but I'm I'm kind of curious because like even with you know you're talking about going to Zoe, they had that was it the bell to welcome visitors or to like to to let people know people had come to visit yeah. versus mm-hmm. something like Wano where it's just like 
mm. so isolationist and, and kind of afraid of other people and hostile. Mm. I, I, I guess that story about the, the, um, the minks and the Kozuki being old, 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 old partners. Maybe that's like a, you know, sort of avoid century type old ancient history thing that mm -hmm. we'll find out how that came about. You know, yeah, when we get sense. more backstory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It would have been cool if like Toki had reacted to minks or something. Or I guess have we, has Toki seen a mink? Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm going like back. Or I guess she's you know, seen cat. She Viper. must have because yeah, she's they were all together. The vassals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that would have been cool. But I definitely agree with Stephanie that like that connection is probably during the void century, and then it fell to the wayside for some reason. So I hope maybe we get a hint of what their connection was in the in any kind of Toki like information thing that we get, even like a breadcrumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, should we go to Reddit then? Yeah, yeah. sounds good. Okay, uh, we just have a couple questions here. Uh, starting off with uh, Dr. Vegapunk PhD, who says, uh, Hey, OPP, I'm not crying. Shut up, you're crying. Mm -hmm. Wow, could Oda make Odin any more epic, staring down his inescapable end? Do, you, do any of you think that at some point later on, will any of the non-devil mm. fruit users on the crew eat one. That was very much a non-sequitur. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh. I, mm. I think it would be cool to see Zoro not eat it, but kind of make a sacrifice like that for the crew, since he kind of has a similar thing to Odin of that kind of stoicism. Mm -hmm. And I guess, like, he does care about the crew, but it would be cool to see him, like... I, I like the idea of the him, like, they, them being all piled on top of him for some reason. Like, he has to carry all the devil fruit users across the water. Or like, it filled piranhas. I don't know. <laughs> I, I wanted to see, die. <laughs> just, just to go off of that, I did see some some interesting comments that, like, the Zoro's uh, parallels with Odin, too, that he is very much a character of the same vein. Because, mm. like, he's he's all about the perseverance, like, taking the pain for the crew from, from Kuma. But also, like, when we first see Zoro, he's, he is like chained up to a post and like carrying out this really stupid promise with an obviously corrupt guy who has no intention of fulfilling the promise. And Zoro is just like too honorable to, uh, to not, you know, take that promise up. Um, so it's kind of interesting how their characters are hmm. similar. Not only that, but Zoro believes Helmepo. He, he straight yeah. up thinks he's going to let him go, which might be the same thing with Odin has more trust in, I mean, obviously, I don't know why he would have any trust in Orochi and Kaido, but I think he does believe they're going to let his people go uh, after he makes the hour, which there's no way that's all going to go so smoothly. Yeah, It's it's interesting for Kaido to be the one, since Kaido's, like, immortal, basically. Mm. So for, I wonder if there's something he finds fascinating about watching a I mortal Ooh. person be I tortured. think if you're immortal, you just gotta get your kicks where you can. Yeah, you like, just gotta yeah. stay entertained at that but point. There's, the yeah, and I don't know. It's, things to happen. There's something where I feel that Kaido would maybe like hold the deal, but Orochi is going to not. Mm -hmm. But if mm -hmm. it was Kaido on his own, I don't know. There's something about his character that makes me, his immortality kind of mixed with that. And he's I a giant dragon. I mean, let's let's be honest. There's most people can't really do anything to him. You know, oh you're, you're immortal. You're you're super powerful. You're almost untouchable at that point. So he probably doesn't really look at anyone as a threat. I think that 
Orochi's definitely gonna screw something up with the deal, something underhanded, but if it was just Kaido, he'd probably let him live and hold up his end of the deal, but then, like, do the same thing where he, like, put a kid and Luffy in the prison to try to make them work for him. I think that's what he would do. He would try to, like, uh, pull over Recruit, yeah. Because he's interesting. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Um, all right. Our next question. So we did talk about uh, Shinobu uh, during this chapter discussion, but Fugasm has a question. After this chapter, do you still think there is a traitor in the Akazaya Nine? Uh, I hope not. I was trying to think if, like, I'm still trying to think of that split between Cat Viper and Dogstorm. If something happened there, but mm. like that's a giant reach. So I, I, I hope it's not the Akazaya Nine. Like I, I can't really. Like so we don't really know anything about. I'm forgetting his name. Painter guy. Oh, Kondro. Rizo. and Rizo. We don't know like anything about either of them. Denjiro. Mm. Or Denjiro too could like. Yeah, oh. I was gonna say if Denjiro has connections, um, you know, if he ends up leaving the country, I'm like, oh. Mm. I did. I don't know. I feel like Denjiro really got uh, in this flashback. He he pretty much got confirmed as being Kyoshiro because he's all about money. And they said that he was going around lending and borrowing money. And we know that Kyoshiro is the money changer for Orochi. Um, so I, I feel like that's too. It's too much to be a coincidence. Mm. Um, so I do feel like he's that's that's who Denjiro is. But as for why, I don't I don't know why he's doing what he's doing now. Um. I don't know. Like after this chapter where they're like, literally you can see him saving their lives. It's kind of like, there has to be a really good reason if one of them is still a traitor, um, like in the present day and everything. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, that's real. That's real. That was real dirty to do that to the guy who put you on his back like that. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Okay, let's go on to the uh, next question from Nivers, who says, if you shipped any male mm-hmm. One Piece characters with any male Simpsons characters, <laughs> oh who God. would you ship? My, my ship is Moji Vinslack. Okay, what? so, all right, okay, so that's Mo, Mo Sislak, the bartender, but then it's, it's, just G, it's just the G and then Vinsmoke. So it could be any of the Vinsmoke brothers, technically. It could be a Chiji, Niji, Sanji, Yonji. Or all, all of them. Yes, <laughs> all of them. There we go. This, this is the weirdest question. <laughs> Nami, <laughs> like, Nami with Mr. Burns so she could take all this money. And she just like, she doesn't even like touch him. She just like, give me money. Oh, this, She's like, okay. this is specifically male and male. Oh, male, male. Said. Sorry, I forgot. Um... Well, you couldn't put Homer and Luffy together because they'd fight over food. <laughs> Kataki and uh, Homer, same deal. Yes. <laughs> no, they'd be the perfect relationship. Um, I Principal Skinner. <laughs> um, I think I've watched like three episodes of the Simpsons in my life, so I'm not uh, really qualified <laughs> uh, for this answer. I just had this spot in my head. I just kind of want to see Buggy and, and Krusty hang out and just do something. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yes, that would be that would be pretty epic. Oh, Zoro and Homer can drink together and bond over that. Um. Oh, man. <gasps> and Zoro's already in The Simpsons. It's canon. That's true. Oh that's true. Yeah, home, home yeah, that's right. He was visiting his boyfriend. <laughs> no, his boyfriend was dressed up like him. 
That's the worst. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. He's dressed. So he's dressing up like clothes. his boyfriend. Yeah, his <laughs> clothes. I feel like Smithers and Iceberg would be a really nice couple. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a cursed question. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Grand Reboot says, uh, considering how the townspeople are going willy-nilly to watch a man get boiled to death for entertainment, does it make it okay that I am not feeling as sympathetic for the Wano citizens anymore? I had a similar feeling with the Dressrosa residents after their jeering of Rebecca. Not that I liked her either. I'd like to know if any of you felt similar. Yep. Hundred percent. Yeah, I don't really care about Wano people anymore. I mean, you see nice people in the present, so we know the whole country's not like that. But you also see what we were, what uh, Stephen was talking about before with the isolationism making people cruel. So you definitely have a, a cruelty undertone and a sort of a. I, I don't even know what the word would be, but like just there there's there's definitely like sort of an archaic and violent undertone there. So I think I don't have I can't say I have sympathy for the whole country because you see people like that. But, you know, there are some good people there, too. You see the whole range of human nature yeah. among them. I guess like I still have sympathy for them just like because like the cruelty to survive almost. But. Yeah, they're not good people. I think it's also just Oda's, like, writing of them is interesting. Because I guess, like, even the people of Alabasta, they were, like, fighting against each other. Mm-hmm. And we kind of, like, Vivi had her faith in them. And it was like, absolute, well, like, Odin doesn't really have that. It's, I'm just, I guess I'm kind of unfair comparison between, like, the two royals that we've seen. But that makes people. sense, though, when you think mm-hmm. about it. Like, he's like, maybe he doesn't have faith in them, and that's why he, because of the fact they've been closed off and because yeah. he knows, like, the way their hearts are at their core. So he's like, I have to shoulder this, and I have to keep my mouth shut because I'm not going to get support. The citizens of my country don't have it in them, perhaps, or not enough of them have it in them to rise up or care enough to do this. That's yeah. true. And if if all Odin really wanted to do was be free, because his entire thing is how he's so stifled in Wano, he could have just left and never come back. Oh, yeah, he could have like, stayed that on that boat. Yeah, he had his whole family. Option. But yeah. he did want to come back, and he does want to help his country, even if it's, you know, by being stoic and things go to shit, basically. Um, he does care about the people of Wano, um, and I think he wants them to be better, because yeah. he's he's especially after he went out and like made such good friends on the sea and seeing everything. And he thinks Wano could be better than what it is. We should open it up. Mm -hmm. I would like that more if he hadn't already, like he left them twice. Like one time he left them just cause, Oh, I want to go like, cause I want to leave. And the second time he knew they were in trouble and he goes, Oh, I got to go treasure hunting. Well, I no, I mean, he, he, he he was, he he didn't want to go. He was like worried that he was like, this is, I think something bad is going on here. And, uh, but you know, this is my only chance to do this one thing. And Toki was like, "No, you need to go. You need to see this." Mm-hmm. Um, so and it's like, but like Toki, that's the only personality she gets. So like, I get that she's like, she's basically the excuse for Odin to leave. But, but once again, she might know something. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still not completely convinced that the extent of her powers is just shooting people into the future. So I wonder if she's like, he's got to do this. He's got to go. This is part of what has to happen. Everything here is what is supposed to happen. But I think it just really does kind of echo that. I don't really think he has a whole lot of faith in his countrymen. 
to from, do the right thing. Yeah, from from the start, I think from the start of the flashback, even though he looks pretty much the same uh, from the start to the end, it, it really is, like if you read between the lines, he is growing and maturing as a person, uh, even if he doesn't like constantly state what his cause is at every mm. moment. You know, he is like that kind of impetuous, youthful character at the start. And then after he has seen the world, then it is like he kind of realizes what he has at home or, or that that's where his ultimate, uh, you know, sympathies or where, where his, his, his care, what he cares about um, is in his family and in, in his people. Um, mm-hmm. I would have yeah, liked just, it Oda, like focused on that. Cause we don't really see that. Yeah. He doesn't. It. Right. Yeah. It's but, not, it's not super uh, obvious um, the way that it's, it's depicted. So. And I um, like, kind of think we do need that if Oda wants to start it with him abducting or misunderstanding women or whatever's going on there. But like, I think we do kind of like need that moment of him. Cause I guess like we get like, Oh, Roger doesn't like attacking civilians. And he's like, oh, I learned a lot of stuff on my adventures. Like, what'd you learn? <laughs> but, like, obviously this flashback's already long enough. But it's just, like, I feel like Odin could have been a little bit more of the focus because we got lost in the Roger stuff. I don't know. Um, I was going to say, like, when he came back, he mentioned, like, I don't want to be the leader, but I know I'm better for this country than Oboshi is. Mm-hmm. And uh, back to, like, with civilians... Um, they're almost like a, like victims of the, just the political powers at play. Um, and honestly, Toki's a better leader. Like she spent that year or so like with the people and actually getting to know them, put her in charge. Um, <laughs> but I think like, cause you mentioned like in the present, they all seem pretty nice. So I kind of wonder like if Odin is what changed them, like they were bitter and uh, isolationists. And cruel, but then after Odin's sacrifice, they're a little more generous. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think in the present day, the the pattern that you see is like the the people that are in the capital are clearly like the ones who are kind of thriving under Orochi's yeah. rule, and so they're they're just kind of naturally more selfish. And then the the ones who are on the outside are more sympathetic. And they're also kind of the victims of the the system that's been enacted. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm trying to say with these people too. It's like I think that like I'm I guess I'm trying to sympathize with them in a in a sense where it's mm-hmm. like it there's all these political powers at play and they're all still victims to it. Mm-hmm. Like they're being yeah. sold sold into slavery and whatnot and kidnapped. Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah, like they have um, no control. So like that's the bit of control they have. Not right. as good. Our last question on Reddit is from Prince of Assassins. It says, I came across a take that really intrigued me. It's about Odin's character for all of his machismo or chadness or BDE. So that's mm-hmm. a big, big will of D energy, I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> he, he keeps doing his everything. His name's Owen. It's not Odin. It's Owen. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps doing everything on his own. He makes decisions for others, refuses to let anyone else in on his secret for dancing, and just doesn't utilize the support system he has. Even in this chapter, we have a brilliant symbolism of him taking all the burden on himself with him literally supporting his vassals all by himself. I know a lot of people called him remarkably similar to Luffy, but this one difference is a pretty large one when it comes to him being a foil to Luffy. And I think it was set that way as to why Luffy will succeed here where Odin for as much of his power and charisma had failed. It's really interesting. 
definitely. Yeah. Well, because it's his pride, right? He's he's mm-hmm. you know, and he doesn't know how to broaden himself by by working with others. And I think that's a really really good point because in every sense of the word, Luffy is the opposite of that. He, he I mean, he does try to take things on to a certain extent, but he also puts faith in his crew, mm-hmm. lets his crew in. So, you know, he's similar, but, but at the same time, you know, he, he does rely on people and he has faith in people to help him out. Yeah. I, I love seeing comparisons between Odin and Luffy because this panel of uh, Odin holding up his, his, uh, the Akazai nine, I could 100% see Luffy doing that with the crew. That is such, that is such a Luffy thing to do. But on the other hand, I don't think that they would let it get to that point. No, mm-hmm. there's, it's, it's so different. He, uh, Odin basically gathered these people around him by the power of his charisma, but he didn't go out to search for them. Um, Luffy mm-hmm. specifically took his crew, and he has so much faith in them that he'd he'd probably like outright like be like, "You guys come up with the plan; I'll just follow it around." Oh, they wouldn't tell him the plan. <laughs> they would have a plan ready. They'd be like, "Okay, you you hold this up, and then they would execute their plan." But he wouldn't have any issue with them doing it. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like an Odin be like, "Stop! No, it has to be me. It has to be me." Yeah, and because like I, Odin is so strong that he almost like doesn't need people. While Luffy specifically is like, "Oh, I I can't draw a map. I can't use swords." Well, that's right. something that Odin wouldn't say because Odin can mm-hmm. use swords. Odin can like kick into ass of all these people just by himself. So it's like I don't know. It's almost like the you know all the comparisons to like Hercules and these sort of Greek myths that it's like he is such a heroic figure that he's also kind of lonely in his way. It's like he can't. Like he's so much uh, more powerful than anyone else that it's kind of impossible for him to to see others, at least in Wano, on his own level, um, and that's part of partially why you know he ends up taking all of this on himself and dying as a result um, when he doesn't have he to. Do it. Yeah, but that's mm-hmm. that's the real tragedy here. He doesn't have to, but it's his pride and his ego and his his sense of, like you said, not being feeling like he's on the same level, but who cares if you're on the same level? You, you mm-hmm. can still let people in. Yeah. Um, that's it for Reddit. Okay. Uh, uh, can, I, can I do the piece to tweet thing? Yeah, Kelly, do you have Twitter ready? I do. All right, go Pe- ahead. Oh. Peace the tweet! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We don't have a whole heck of a lot of piece to tweet today. Um, but let's let's get started. Uh, we've got one um, saying, "Hey, Kuchicast, uh, question for the My Hero Academia co-hosts: oh. What moment from One Piece would you like Horikoshi to redraw, and what moment from My Hero Academia would you like Oda to redraw?" Oh. Thinking when the authors of Doctor Stone and Food Wars made the Zoro and Sanji short stories. Mm, I'm trying to think. I think. Like Horikoshi really likes drawing hands. So I'm trying to think. Like maybe. Oh, what is 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 it Azura when Zoro has many hands and like the like Ashra, 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 Ashra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ashra or like any Robin scene, like maybe when she in Thriller Bark when she's flying with her wings, might be cool to do just because he has to draw a bunch of limbs. That would be uh, awesome. I would love mm-hmm. to see that. I want to see him draw the Vince Mopes, like maybe their transformation oh, swoopings or something. Yes. Oh yeah, anything with hero costumes would be mm-hmm. yeah. on point. <gasps> Soga King! <laughs> Soga King. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Soga King or Soba Mask, uh, any of those would be fine. Yes. Uh, and what would I want Oda to draw from what, from My Hero? Uh, 
I think it'd be funny for him to draw Mirio, maybe. Mm. Just because he oh. kind of has like a Tintin face. Yeah. And like, it'd be cool to see weird. his style of it. Selfishly, uh, I'd want to see Shigaraki because he's best boy and I have a terrible crush <laughs> on him. So, yeah. Well, Oda, Oda likes to draw crying faces. It'd be funny to see him draw like the first chapter when <gasps> when All Might starts to be a hero. Yes. yes. Oh, I would cry. Uh, yes, I'd cry again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or Oda's take on All Might, I think, would just be interesting too, just because like yeah, because All Might would be even taller. Because All Might's like, seven feet tall, like he would be like giant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I believe All Might could defeat Kaido. That's what's going to happen in this arc. All right. Uh, so we have another one here. Uh, I wonder if Oda is overthinking Wano because he's been looking forward to it for so long and there's so much he wants to do with the arc. Odin just doesn't make me feel things. I'm having a hard time imagining the emotional payoff. I miss Luffy. I think another another part of it that makes this flashback different from the, like the classic one piece because you know of course i think everybody is you know kind of comparing this flashback to their favorites um in the past is that um like in this case although it is kind of true that odin is like sort of the inspirational figure for the the akazaya the akazaya are not straw hats they're not characters of that kind of of profile or or even you know as much as a as a law for example mm-hmm. so it's not it's not really from their perspective. This is like Odin's story, and he is a protagonist character. Like he is a hero. He is not a uh, like a mentor or a guardian or a you know parent parental type figure like a Corazon or a Belmare or a, you know a Jaguar de Saul. You know all of these uh, hero look. All of these great um, tragic figures from the flashbacks uh, in the past. And so that that kind of difference, I think, it it makes it come across differently. And I think that's that's probably partially why, because it's not it's not as much about like the the tragic sacrifice that uh, helps the the character that we love so much. Because you know, there's a lot there's a lot of Akazaya, and although I think we all like them to varying degrees, they're not super fleshed out in the same way that uh, the the main characters are and um you know that's just kind of that's part of the difficulty of a, an arc like wano where there's so much kind of local de- story development and like fleshing out this huge cast of characters and you know they have to share time with the the straw hats and balancing that like making it still the story about the straw hats but also having this big setting that oda really wants to um, you know, cram all of his story ideas into it's a really difficult thing, and I'm sure that there are some people who feel like that balance is off um, mm-hmm. because of the way that they, you know, there's there's only so much space, there's only so many pages to go around. Yeah, yeah. And like w- one thing I've been thinking is my theory: he he doesn't want to do like another dress rosa where he tries to flesh out every single little detail, and so that's when we end up with situations where certain characters we want to see don't get fleshed out. So I can kind of sympathize with him in that sense. Mm. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to know how how much story, like actual plot, he wants to put into the fighting that we're going to see after this, mm-hmm. or if it's just going to be mostly action because there's still a lot of room to like characterize people that yeah. we haven't seen much. Not only have we been like building up to Wano for so many years, but it's literally like this 
arc is the culmination of pretty much from Punk Hazard. Yeah. So yeah, we've been exactly. literally collecting characters as we go through to have them in Wano, and then we get all the Wano characters on top of it. So it's uh, it's really rough, this balancing act that he's going to have to do. And not yeah. just that, but it's, it's not even just Odin's flashback, but we got like the whole Roger thing, too. And so if you count that, you can say we've been uh, building up to this in Skypea. Mm. I almost wish, like, the Roger stuff had been separate, because Roger, like, distracts from Odin a lot, because he, like, we really interested in Odin, and then, like, we kind of get the raft or laugh tale reveal, and then we got to go back to Odin again, and it's like, I care yeah. more about that than I care about Odin, because, like, he hasn't been fleshed out that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I, I really admire the ambition of the, like, trying to balance all of these things and, like, to to make all of, like, the the connections of when, okay, so Odin did this, and then he went to Whitebeard, and then Whitebeard, and then these characters were here, and, like, fitting all of that together, I think is, like, it's almost miraculous that it works at all, but, you know, it's definitely, it's it's a lot of, you know, it's a very big juggling act, um, like mm-hmm. the arc in general, and, and so, yeah, it's, like, if you if there's one thing that you like more than the others, like it's kind of destined to only have so much time and, and uh, like focus put on it. Yeah. And that's the thing with a flashback, but back, you know, he's got to get back to the point eventually or to the, to the present. And I don't think, I think no matter what you're going to, you're going to be left slightly unsatisfied. You want more. Mm-hmm. It, it's just such a big thing. There's so many ties to so many different things that I think, you're going to feel shortchanged because he has to get back to the present time. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. guess I was realizing Odin really kind of reminds me of Mont Black Noland, like killing mm. the boar, killing the snake, like, like gods aren't something that should be put above people. And then also just like being misunderstood by your own people. And, but then like, I feel like Mont Blanc was definitely done better because we cared more about him. And he had that like one person who he had that real connection with. And then you have like, the misunderstanding, they realize it at the end, but then they never meet again. Well, here it's just, like, so many different misunderstandings, then, like, there's no one person that we focus on, because, again, like I said before, like, Odin jumps around to so many different people, because I think at the beginning it was nice, because he was interacting, oh, uh, what's kin- with Kinemon, and I think it, like, but then he leaves, and then all of a sudden, like, he doesn't have that companion character anymore. I think one of the things, especially with the comparison between the Nolan and Calgara flashback mm. in this one, is that uh, Skypea. obviously we know it's not, it, it has farther reaches than this nowadays, mm. but it was so uh, closed off originally. Mm. Um, that that flashback is pretty much completely self-contained. Yeah. Um, there's no modern day characters in there. Um, it's Nolan, Calgara, the people who are alive at the time, um, and, and there's not like anyone who was alive there that's still there now. Mm. Um, and it was so condensed. Meanwhile, we see Odin and I love the guy, but like you show him with Roger and I'm instantly more interested in Roger cause he's King of the pirates. You show mm. Odin in uh, Fishman Island and I want to see the far reaching consequences of that. Everything that we see with Odin in the flashback, it just makes me more interested in what it's going to lead into rather than the character mm. itself. Mm-hmm. And then on like the flip side, like even the characters that I would be interested in, like Toki, it's like, Oh, instead you're going to get some Blackbeard mystery. I'm like, I'm already scared of Blackbeard. I don't need more of him. Tell me about Toki. So, I don't know, it's kind of like balancing act of the new characters versus the ones, like, older characters. And I definitely kind of think 
Oda drop the ball a little bit on this flashback. I definitely agree with the asker. Like it's the arc, the flashback isn't over yet, but we'll see how it turns out. But I just don't think Odin's that likable. Mm-hmm. I think that's everything we have for mm-hmm. piece of the tweet. We don't have a whole heck of a lot this week. Okay. Then I think we are done with piece together segment. Um, unless I miss something. You guys ready to head off into the next segment? Yep. Sounds good. Let's do it. This has been the One Piece Podcast episode 608 for the week of Sunday, February 16th, 2020. We had a manga recap of chapter 971, anime recap of episode 922, our Piece Together segment. Uh, After the closing, we are going to have our trivia and also another episode of Shipping Wars, so definitely stick along for that. Um, Thanks for coming on, everyone. It's always fun to have the Kuja cast together. This is our our Tuja cast episode. So, Kelly, how can our listeners contact you? Uh, You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Karuri. Uh, How about you, Joe? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Joe on Boba, and I'm always on the Discord server. Maddie? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Oh That's Raspberry, and you can find me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Maddie's Art Club. And you can also find my artwork here on the podcast pretty much every week, except when I'm not here. Uh, Kendra. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sniper of My Heart, and you can listen to me on MHA Pod and at Haikyuu Pod. And Stephanie. Uh, you may follow me on Twitter at Translatosaurus, and you can read my work on One Piece and Samurai 8 every week on uh, shonenjump.viz.com or mangaplus.shueisha.co.jp. And I am Pyrotess on Luck on Twitter. And the podcast can be found at onepiecepodcast.com, <laughs> twitter.com, youtube.com, and facebook.com slash onepiecepodcast. Onepiecepodcast at gmail.com is the email address. Onepiecepodcast is our Skype name. You can subscribe on Spotify, subscribe on SoundCloud, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, or call us on our phone number, 347 497 Maji. Maji. That's 347-497-6254. Call anytime. Anytime. With your questions, comments, series, cheesy Valentine's cards, or anything else you have to say to us. Um, and don't forget that we are currently being um Oh, I forgot the Sponsored. word. Sponsored. Yes, that's a word. All right. <laughs> Hold on, I'll pause. I was thinking like hunted. I was like, what? I was like, what's happening? <laughs> We're currently being watched. <laughs> uh, we are being sponsored by Viz. You can reach that at viz.com slash one piece podcast where you can get a seven day free trial. Um, and from then it's only $1.99 a month for all of the Shonen Jump weeklies and the huge backlog. So definitely take a look at that. And our pi- Patreon, one piece, po- uh, one piece podcast Patreon for sure. Give the money. <laughs> give, give the money. Toss a, toss a coin to your podcaster. I think I've already made that joke and I don't care. Yeah. All right. So for the One Piece podcast this week, my name is Jill. And my name's Kelly. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.
Oh, we're not going to do trivia? I forgot, yeah, I forgot you do it as a separate segment, or, or do you want to just Are go we? straight into it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> do we want to do the? Do we want to do our part two of shipping? Do we have anything we want to discuss before we get into trivia, or do we want to go straight into trivia? We could do trivia and then shipping. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me just make a quick note so I can actually keep a track of everyone's score. Stephanie Zex Marquis, are you joining us? Mm-hmm. You sure, can be if, you if you want. want. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah, make Zach well. do trivia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> This is what I've been waiting for. Oh, no. Oh, no. I hope I didn't make these too hard. All right, hold on. You did, because I'm not going to be able to get them. <laughs> oh, I wonder what that feels like. <laughs> Revenge. Okay, so oh. I tried to put together um, sort of a, a lady-centric um, set of trivia in, in honor of our Tuja cast, now that we uh, Jill has coined that word. Um and I guess what I'll do is I'll just kind of go in order of uh, how we did the chapter, if that's all right with everyone. Um, so we're going to start with um, Jill and name a member of the Kuja Pirates. Oh, um, Alephandra. Oh, wait, she's not part of the Pirates. I've already screwed this up. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Actually, do you, you mean Ethelandra? Ephelon, yeah, but she's not part of the pirate crew, right? No, she's she is. Like Uja. I thought so they we, pretty much all were. I know, because they specifically have the Kuja pirates, and the rest are just like Amazon Lily ladies. Well, she was listed on the pirates when I looked it up. Ooh, so I'm going to give that one to you. I guess the question <laughs> is, are there any people on Amazon Lily that are not part of the group. Apparently there are according to the wiki. Okay. Okay. I'm curious. But. Yeah. Cause I think Marguerite even said like, Oh, it's every girl's dream to be part of the Kuja pirates. Exactly. Are we doing a, are we doing like a category game where we're all just trying to guess all of the, all of the members of the Kuja pirates one by one? I mean, I have, I mean, I have tons of different questions, so I don't know how oh, you guys. Okay. Want- okay. No, yeah. it's your questions. I'm not trying to step on your toes. Um, so we could, we could try to keep going and see how many we have, or I can move on to another question. Zach, I have a new appreciation of, of, of what you have to do here. <laughs> I say we try to list them because I'm, okay. So that's a good one to them. list until we run right. out. Maddie. I, I can't think of a single one. So. <laughs> She'll name two. This is this is this is the uh, this is the way to cheat at this game, Maddie. Uh, Jill listed two, so you could say one of the ones she said that that are, that didn't count. Oh, so did Hancock not count for Jill? It counts for you, Maddie. Nice. Yay! Sweet. <laughs> All right, Kendra. Oh, Margaret. Is she? Yes, Marguerite. Yes. All right. Uh, Stephanie. Also, I didn't go. Oh, you skipped me. Oh, no, don't worry. I'll get you. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. I guess if Margaret counts, then Sweet Pea must count. She sure does. Joe? Uh, we're just, we're <laughs> just naming Kuja Pirates, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're okay. all flowers. <laughs> just name oh, a flower yeah um marigold yep oh yeah I, for, I didn't even know that why did i never know that <laughs> <I never laughs> <flowers. laughs> all right zach 
Zex Marquis, uh, whatever your name is. <laughs> I like that name. Uh, Sandra Sonia, did we say? You did not, and that is one. All like right. The only one I know, so let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Jill. Throwing this out there. Is there a daisy? <laughs> sure as yeah. hell is. I do it. What? <laughs> yes. Uh, I did. Wait, which one is daisy? What is that? What does Daisy she's look like? She's got the like? weird hair, right? Or is yeah, she's she's, she's the one who's always laughing. You have to be more specific. Oh, oh, oh the laughing one. Yeah. yeah, I know which one that is. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think did I do Maddie? Yes, Maddie. So, so now we're just naming flowers and hoping that they're right. <laughs> 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 oh, All right. Uh, Wisteria. Wisteria? Is that what you said? Wow, yeah. you nope. really went out there on that one. There well, I tried one. to think of like my a new OC Kuja pirate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maddie would uh, definitely win in a game where you have to name flower types because, whoa, I feel out of class there. Flower tattoos. <laughs> I'm wondering if that was because of Demon Slayer, Wisteria. <laughs> no, I've never. It's it's just a really, it's a, in Japan, it's like a very special yeah, you flower see them everywhere it's and related to one of the like old families in history yeah. mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure there's no chrysanthemum though and that one is also oh, <laughs> wisteria uh, is the best name for someone though so i'm kind of mm-hmm. disappointed that, that it is a good happen. name it is a yeah. good name all right yeah. uh let me see i think do we do kendra next yes um i don't remember the snake but i don't remember the snake's name so i guess say gloriosa is she part of the kuja cat party people or is she used to be no okay (laughs) all right stephanie um all right i know there's a rindo rindo yeah is one of them all right joe well if you want to count the snakes of hancock's just named salome Correct. Oh, I was trying Damn to remember. Zex Marquis. <laughs> <laughs> just become, just become the Gundam Wing character. I have to talk. Do that. I'm going to really? call you Trace Kushinada. I, I just have pick. to. I just have to get. Oh, what the hell's what's the what's the um? I'm not just stalling for time. <laughs> what's the voice actor's name again? Um, Steve is yelling it into his. Uh, um, I'm just going to say Lily. Nope. No. Damn it. They didn't name anyone on Amazon Lily. Lily. They did not. Yeah. You've almost oh, got that's everybody. why that was in my head. That's why that was in my head. <laughs> You've almost got everybody. There's two that you there's two that you're skipping that that I'm surprised, but Jill, your turn. Hear me out. Elder Nyan was a pirate before. Does it have to be current? Uh, wasn't that yes. Gloriosa? Yeah, Glori- that's wasn't yeah. Gloriosa? Yeah. Elder Nyan counts Gloriosa yeah. I'd be like, um, excuse me. <laughs> um Who's up, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm out. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Maddie. Wait, I was already out. Yeah, she was already. Yeah, Maddie. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't know if we were doing for totals. Okay. Uh, let's see. If she's already out, then we've got Stephanie. Oh man, um, <laughs> too good at this. Let's see. You already did that one. Yeah. The one with the face. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which one doesn't uh, have a face? God, I, just I can, wish vi- I yeah, I can envision the looks, but I can't remember the names. Um, oh, my favorite nope. cards are sitting right okay. there. <laughs> All right, Joe. Yeah, same here. I can picture what they look like, but I don't remember their names. All right. So as we stand right now, we've got Jill and Joe and Stephanie each have gotten two t- two members. 
So, so I'm going to read them all yeah. out just so you know who they are who they are in the current. We've got Boa Hancock, Sandersonia, Marigold, Ran, Rindo, Daisy, Cosmos, Blue Fan, Sweet Pea, Marguerite, Athalandra, Salome, Bakura, and Yuda. Yeah, Bakura. I remember that. Yeah. Wait, Bakura counts? It was Bakura a girl Panther? Yeah. Yeah. You're probably, right? Yeah, I think they specifically give her female pronouns, so. They did, yes. Okay. I I was just curious. Like, what if Bakura was the one man in Amazon Lily? Like, that would be What's your next game? So should we take the t- take our three our top three tier and move on, or should we give everybody a chance? I just everybody. give them po- give them yeah, just give them points, and we'll see if we could catch up. All right. So um, my my next question is: there are two female vice admirals. Name one of them, and I guess we'll go back up to the top for Jill and start there. Uh, Hina is she vice admiral? Mm-hmm. Oh well, that that's mm-hmm. that then. Maddie, <laughs> Surya. Yep. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Kendra. Oh, there's um. There's one more. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Uh, I'm so glad I'm last. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say tulip. Nope. <laughs> oh, flower names. No. No, we're we're, we're not in the okay, flower thing I anymore. Know, we're, 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 we're birds. From birds. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie. Uh, the other one is Momo Usagi. Ah, oh, her. yeah. Her name. Yes. Ah, All right. Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Uh, and can you name Suru's devil fruit, Joe? Um, is it the wash wash fruit? That is correct. It Congratulations. Of, of a character from My Hero whose name is literally Wash. <laughs> yeah, I saw that guy the other day and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Wait, the guy's <laughs> name is Wash? And he's, just, he's a washing machine. That's it. <laughs> yeah, my brother and I, like, we watch My Hero every <sighs> week. And so we talk about it a lot. He, and he's so critical. He's like, how could these people become heroes? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> It's like, I, I feel like he's just looking around his room and being like, what can I make a hero out of here? Oh, wash he's machine. one of the top ten, right? Like, Wash is one of the top ten heroes, I think. I and I was Wait, like, is he a dishwasher or a washing machine? Washing. I mean, washing okay, machine. well, I, I actually would respect a dishwasher man a lot more, I'm just saying. <laughs> what? Because they have to wash and dry. They do a lot. <laughs> All right. Zex Marquis, question for you. Sandersonia, oh, no. Hancock, and Marigold are known as the... Something sisters, I'm going to say. Let me think. Uh, the... They were yeah. just the Kuja sisters? Oh, like, I thought that... Mm. What, I'm being an idiot here? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Stephanie's Zach. about to... Yeah. This is why I host. <laughs> the best turnaround. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, I have empathy for Zach because it's really hard to organize this and think of questions. <laughs> No, I have empathy for all of you, but I already had empathy. I don't need the empathy. I need to think of the answer <laughs> right. to this question. I can't. Yeah, yeah, I go for it. All right. Then it goes back up to Jill. Jill. Sandersonia, Hancock, and Marigold are known oh, as the Gorgon yeah. sisters. Oh, yeah. I was not going to pull that out of my ass. All right. <laughs> Does any, can anyone else here, did anyone, who else here did not know that? 
I was thinking like the Boba Hancock sisters. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) That'd be great. (laughs) Okay, so since we're talking about the Gorgon sisters, Maddie, can you name one of their devil fruits? It can be the English or Japanese name. No. (laughs) She's like, no, you you can't. (laughs) All right, Kendra? Have you tried um, playing trivia with Maddie? It's impossible. She refuses. Is it like the snake, snake, fruit um, mode python? You got part of it right. Is this... <laughs> um, or, oh, is the love, love fruit, whatever Boa has. Okay, I'll give, uh, I'll give you that one. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Stephanie? One of the other ones? Please. Um, yeah, gosh, what, so it wasn't, the Python was not one of them. Mm-mm. Uh, so I, uh, I don't even know if this is a different snake, mm. but like snake, snake, fruit model, like boa constrictor or something. That's not what they have listed, but I don't know if it's like a synonym for the same kind of snake. I think I'm it's torn here. So I'm going to go by what's mm-hmm. in the wiki. I'm going to say no. Okay. Mm. All right. Joe? Um, I know marigolds is the snake, snake, fruit model, cobra, or king cobra. Ah, yep. Mm. And Zach? So I have to get Sandra Sonia's fruit, right? Mm. That's what we're That's mm. what we're trying to get here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I have to know which of the two <laughs> were Sandra Sonia. Um <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's not so, sisters. So wait, we so we got snake snake fruit model king cobra. We got the love love fruit. Yep. Uh, snake snake fruit model anaconda. Yes. Oh, oh anaconda. Yeah. What? Uh, Gorgon know, sisters. Say, that's a snake <laughs> immortalized by a song about butts. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't well, that just describe? Oh yeah. Oh, that's why. That's the yeah. That's the main thing I was pulling from there, which I've never seen. But it's like I I haven't seen it either. I've only seen bits of it, and my brother like traumatized me because he like kept flipping between it and like cops, and we were really little, and it scared us for some reason. (laughs) I remember for me that was my for me that was my sister in Poltergeist, uh, which she was obsessed (laughs) with as a kid. (laughs) Okay, I've got like three more questions, and then I think we're good. Uh, so we're going back up to Jill. Um, and the question is the Island of Amazon Lily is found in what part of the new world? Calm belt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well done. Give Jill the question that <laughs> I'm done with that sentence. <laughs> yeah. Where was that going? <laughs> All right. And my last question, it's, it's two parts. Uh, name one of the female members of cypher pole, Maddie. Uh, Khalifa. Good. And Kendra, can you name the other? Another one? Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea. It's a pigeon a girl? No, I wish. <laughs> no, That's a not. really, no. Well, it's named after uh, the, the, his assistant or editor. So oh. he was a man. But I uh, pass. Okay. Uh, Stephanie, I know you know the answer. Uh, Stussy. Stussy, yeah. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of all of Cypher, Paul. I don't know why I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that was the tricky part. She didn't do the number. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
I know I had to make sure I didn't mess <laughs> okay uh let's see do i have anything else on here i uh, just to, just to finish it up so we get back down to, to, to chance to get back down to zach um nami uh is also known as what joe you mean like her epithet mm-hmm. um i believe it's black cat nami oh no i know no i i just i just thought what it, thought what it was and we're going back down to Zach. Cat burglar. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. All right. Sorry to I steal that so from bad. you. Yeah. I think I've tortured you all enough. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> uh, so Jill and Joe and Stephanie are tied. Fight to the death. Uh, yes. Well, if you don't have a question, we could play the old-fashioned game. I we do have, have pick one a last question. Ooh, but good, it's, perfect. It's, it's, as, it's as torturous as... Uh, <laughs> so my, my, my tiebreaker question is to name um, attacks from the sorcery climate attack. Ooh. So we have Jill and Joe and Stephanie left, and we will go in order. Jill. So just like a move she uses? One of her attacks. Mirage Tempo. Yep. Joe. Um, Thunder Tempo. Correct. Stephanie. Um, Tornado Tempo. Actually, yes. (laughs) 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 You're getting the hang of this. Yeah. Uh, Just say Tempo and you're pretty much good. Rain Tempo. I did not see Rain Tempo. Uh, Balls. (laughs) Joe. Uh, gust sword tempo. Yes. Stephanie. Uh, um, you guys are good. <laughs> uh, man. Mm, uh-uh, I don't know. All right, Joe, Stephanie. you want to try to name uh, one more? I just crown you supreme champion. Um, as a, I guess as a joke, wasn't one called like Sparkler Tempo when she first was trying to use it? <laughs> there was there was that one, but that I think was in the the second climate, the first climate attack, not the the second one. But oh, okay. the other ones are ones the word egg, like weather egg and oh, okay. egg, and oh, my yeah. personal favorite, Milky Ball. That's right. <laughs> now I want a so, Milky Way. That's right. So Joe, you are our supreme winner. Yay. Why don't they make yes. Milky Ways into balls? Like a like a milk <laughs> like dog or something. Like yeah. the way they do multi-users and whatnot. Right, right, right. Yeah. Come on, Japan. I assume. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was my quiz, Zach. I have a new appreciation for you. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. Oh, no, half the time, Thank I you. just make people pick numbers, so it's it's fine. <laughs> you, did, you did great. <laughs> yeah, I like the Beaver Cart ones. Those are fun. <laughs> Wait. So, are you doing your shipping wars, or is that like a? I mean, I think we always like to talk about shipping. So mm-hmm. if there's something to talk about, I'm, I'm definitely. I thought definitely. we could. I think someone brought it up. Like a Valentine's one would be cute. Ooh. Like I don't know. Talk about like dates or something like that. Do we have to like make a Valentine? Like uh, because <laughs> I can't. Yeah, we all have to come up with really <laughs> terrible Valentines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> On the topic of Valentines, did anyone take a look at the Sanji's Valentine's buffet at the tower? No. No. Was that a thing? Yeah, he does a little like ladies dessert brunch thing, and I'm assuming my God, Maddie said it was so cute. I, I, 
I mean, to, I always mean to be there around that time so I can do that and Sanji's birthday. And I just, and the planning never works, but one of these days it was, it's just basically like tons of cake <laughs> and I'm is, all about it. Is Sanji's birthday like super crazy? Like yes. as far as like people mm-hmm. and stuff? Oh yeah. He's it definitely was... the most, uh, his fangirls are very intense. Yeah. <laughs> but he also, because he has his restaurants, he gets like the most events. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. It was a lot of fun to go on Ma's birthday. Yeah, <laughs> I Zoro. I like. I wish Zoro, they just did like booze for Zoro's birthday. Like, everybody <laughs> would that be like Zoro's bar crawl? Oh my god, drinking <laughs> yeah. around the tower. I would totally little, go for that. Stations and get a drink. Oh my god. <laughs> Which show did you? I forget. You did you purposely time your trip? For Law's birthday? I'm like assuming the answer is yes. I absolutely did, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What time of year was it? It was it was over the summer, right? No, it's in October. Mm -hmm. Oh god, I'm losing track of time. Okay, that's good. October is a good time of year at least to go. Law's birthday by heart, Zach. (laughs) Oh god. Oh god. (laughs) You found me out. (laughs) It was it was really cute. Like I was trying to get. They had a special photo shoot just for Law. And I tried to get tickets for it, but they sold out instantly. Like, oh, yeah. immediately. <laughs> the, the server just died, and the uh. tickets were sold out. But they, they still bought them out so people could at least, like, see them. And we, we all wished them a happy birthday. It was very cute. I also ask, I, well, I'm imagining just generally you and I, Maddie, did you go to Sanji's birthday? I'm guessing. Yeah, yes. yeah. I, but his was, like, at his restaurant, and it was, like, a whole, it was, like, a dinner and a photo shoot and there were like multiple events like it was not just his birthday i think it was also the day before and the day after mm-hmm. and then there were well, like multiple times huh yeah he's a straw hat so i assume it's like a bigger they deal don't do there that oh they no it's only like sanji that. gets it's that it's just sanji cuz he has his Whoa. own restaurant so yeah. he gets to do it whatever does. he wants yeah and it carries uh, over would, into the yeah. summer for universal studios it's basically just sanji doing what he wants all year and i'm there for <laughs> it's it it's great yeah they have food like, there. I like I like Sanji's restaurant. I like that you're talking about this like it's actually Sanji who's decided. <laughs> I mean, it is. I don't know what you're it's talking the, about. It's the real. It's the real yeah. Sanji. That's where I he met lives. Him. I met him like five different times. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have a yeah, picture no, with him, like, Stephanie. Yeah, and if you took the if you took the Shinkansen from the tower, it's the exact same Sanji that you see in Universal. He just gets there ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always feel a little bad because Law shares a birthday with Tashigi and Bartolomeo, and I'm just like those poor. I mean, they also they, they did have a Tashigi photo shoot. To be fair, um, yeah, that's pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, they had a smoker and Tashigi photo shoot for Tashigi's birthday. That's pretty cool. But it, it still makes me sad that their birthdays are completely overshadowed by laws. Uh, uh, for Jinbei's birthday, he should read by Jinbei's birthday. He should rejoin the crew, and they should put some poor guy in a blue fat suit. <laughs> <laughs> and I will go to Japan and just be like, hi. They could just get a sumo wrestler and just paint him with blue body paint. Yes, I just hope he doesn't pull a gold. What is it? Gold denied if she, he dies. Wait. So I, I have a question for for I have a few questions. Uh, so for I was gonna say for Steve's birthday, I meant Sanji's birthday. Um, do, do you? He he has it at his own restaurant. I mean, like. Yeah, yeah, so when I went, so it's like you, everybody, like, you got reservations, which were really hard to get, and then everybody lined up, and he, like, greeted everybody in his cute little chef outfit, 
And then it's like you, it was like a buffet and you'd be eating. And then he'd also like, it was like on a recorded track because obviously they want the actual voice actor. And he just like says all this stuff and he like walks around and you can stare at his face. <laughs> kind of like USJ. Yeah, it's it's really yeah. similar. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Then he, I think he hit on Greg or USJ. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Something it's, happened. Well, so the, the USJ one's really funny because he's on, like, most of the, like, the Straw Hats are on recorded track. When I went, um, Johnny and Yosaku were there, and they were on hot mics. So they could, like, react to the recorded track. Because, like, basically, it's, like, a lot of it is Sanji just saying, like, oh, like, you know, you're so beautiful, blah, 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 mm. as he's, like, walking around. And then, like, so he'll, like, just say it to, like, whoever he happens to be next to because it's just timed with, you know, he's just on this on this recording. and But then he'll, like, say it to a woman and, like, Johnny would be like, bro, that's someone's wife. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was really funny. That's funny. Um, I, I still think my favorite was when I went with my friend Jesse and he, Sanji was just so mean to him. <laughs> and it would be great because he'd like put the little heart down on my plate and I was like, you know, perspiring and like being and fangirling out. And then he'd take the little heart that was supposed to go on Jesse's plate and he'd make eye contact with him and crumble it <laughs> on top of his food. Like whoever was like, it was, oh my God, every single thing he brought to the table, he was mean to Jesse and I was dying laughing. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. The the tower Sanjis are nice to guys. I didn't go to USJ with guys, so I don't. I didn't get to experience that. But it no, sounds like I, I, th- I think I remember. I think uh, he got like something from Nami, and then and then Sanji got really pissed about it um, <laughs> with Greg. I, I something. It's it's. I think it's on the video uh, for OPP Japan. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. quite remember. It was like seven years ago. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, Valentine's. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like, do we name like a, a ship Valentine's or just who we want to go on a Valentine's date with? I was thinking who we would go on a Valentine's date with because we did that on the My Hero podcast and it got very silly. Yeah. What's well, your What's your ideal One Piece Valentine's date with you? <laughs> hmm. It's actually easier for One Piece because there's a lot more like adult characters. <laughs> uh. I'll be honest, it would probably be Sanji for me, uh, if only because of the food. Like, I love yeah. Sanji. Okay, I'm drunk, but my why would God. he cook his? Why would he cook his own Valentine's meal? <laughs> you think it's he's that's the thing I want to know? Yeah, he's okay. you. yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess at least, at the very least, he'd take you out to like a restaurant he knows is good. Like, he yeah, wouldn't and takes yeah. it over and starts cooking for you, like in Dressrosa. Yeah, There's he's cooking. Let's let's face yeah, it. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Well, okay. and one Good thing, point. too, like one of my friends who's like a big Zoro fan, um, but she's like been living in Japan for a while and she like switched over to Sanji just because the actors are like so nice to you because like Zoro doesn't care. Right. It's like you're like Zoro <laughs> and he's like, what? But if you like, give, like you see Sanji and he's like all excited and he like gives you little hearts and he blows you kisses and you're just like, wow, this is great. <laughs> uh, I'm curious uh, about I'm... Stephanie's answer here. Oh, great! Yeah. This is <laughs> well, we're gonna get yours too, Zach. Sorry. So. Yeah. I would, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna throw this my in. mic will be I would cut also, off. I would also love to go on a Valentine's date with Barto because it would just be us watching One Piece. Like, <laughs> at all. 
but it would just, you know, be two fan wow. kids and it'd be fantastic. That's a really good answer. <laughs> I I would go with uh with Nico Robin and it's because she could like like if we were going somewhere with a really nice view, then she could also like lift me up with a giant hand <laughs> to get an even better view. <laughs> She'd be great for concerts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something like that. That's good. There are just too many characters. I should just look through I'm my Vivo code I'm book. looking through the guy characters of One Piece right now. I have the wiki open. And I'm, sorry, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just looking at my figures. <laughs> well, as a guy, Steven and I can't go out with Nami because she's not doing that. Um, She'd probably take you out and then take your money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nami's a really bad idea. For anyone who'd answer Nami. I mean, I look. I, I, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't well, be able to would try. <laughs> I, I think th- I, I would. I would ship that. That's fine. I there, there just is not who would enjoy man. that too. <laughs> I'd go on a date with Usopp, and we could just like pull pranks on people or something. Or also, Dalton is just a good dude. I would go on a date with Dalton, and he can just like be cool. Bore, bore you with trivia about people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now he sounds. Oh, yeah. Now he sounds more attractive. He just um, keeps telling about himself. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. That guy really likes chestnuts. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, cool, cool. <laughs> I'm just going through the Vivre card book. And it goes characters in chronological order, and I'm getting to Boodle here. I'm like, well, he has a dog. Now you got to like swipe right or swipe left. Oh my God, yeah. Why does no one invent Tinder, but for One Piece characters? Like, you know, it's funny. I think it was it was either oh yeah. God. I was gonna say that it's, like, it's either Viz or Crunchyroll or Funimation, but one of them made a joke about that with Katakuri. I would absolutely go on like a like have like a Marienda like date with Katakuri. That is, yes. Okay, I would go for like a lunch thing with him, but he, that is horrifying. He's like fifty feet tall and I'm he wears down. spiky shoes. Okay, well you know, no, I'm down. To each their Zach, own. I'm five nine and I can fi- barely find anyone taller than me to date. I'm okay with that occurring. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, am I shorter than you? I think I am shorter than you. <laughs> I forget. I think. I think. Are you how tall? Like how tall are you compared I'm to me? Height, are you shorter I than I am? You're my height. Your, yeah, so Jill's I, taller. Yeah. Well, like it's the thing, you know, like a girl who's five eight or five nine compared to a guy that's five eight five nine is like ten feet <laughs> taller. You know, that's how that works. <laughs> I feel Sorry, like I I'm might pick Shanks or something. Mm. You'd, you'd have a good time with Shanks, I think. Definitely. Yeah, it's like he he's be good company. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, it's different. It's different. Are you like going on a? Well, I guess this is a romantic meal because it's for Valentine's Day. Because like just going to hang out, you know, most a lot of these people, not most of these people, but a lot of these people. But. I mean, a romantic meal with Shanks is definitely at a bar, right? Like a public <laughs> bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah a a a He's dive just bar. Back, you know, the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> You're just sitting next to him. Hmm. Um, I would go. Naji, um, Naji Jinbei, we would cool. just hang just out. It wouldn't be this. a date. It would just be like, oh my god, hello. Be like, hey, aren't you supposed to be with the straw hats right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you doing in this restaurant? Get the hell out of here! Exactly. <laughs> Tashigi. Tashigi's Ooh. awesome. She, she would is. be very sweet. And I'm a nerd and she's a nerd. That's great. She can tell you all about swords. Sword talk and like, yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Mont Black Nolan would be a good date. He's a nice I agree. 
Mm-hmm. Or Olvia before she died, because she could tell me the name of the ancient kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Toki for that matter, because she was. Or Toki. She lived in the damn ancient kingdom. <laughs> exactly. And um, if the date's not going well, she could just fast forward. Okay. Yeah. She's like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go to the Bye. ladies' room. I and then really she just goes into the future. Where <laughs> <laughs> she sends me into the future. And it's like, oh, it's already 11. I'm sorry. I didn't realize Zach had been on like the canonical worst date in the history of mankind. She traveled to the future to get away from you. <laughs> I feel like uh, like carrot or any of the other makes should be good because you can like snuggle up to them and they'd be very warm. They'd be very affectionate as well. Yeah. Can I turn this question on its head? Who would the worst date? Who would you most not want to go on a date with in the One Piece oh, world? God. Blackbeard. Zoro. I would go to Blackbeard only so I could push him into the sea. Like, I would find a way. <laughs> Absalom. Absalom. There are so many good choices. Odin's married. I mean, I, yeah. Orochi. Yeah, probably not. Oh, yeah, Orochi right now probably is the worst one, right? The one I opened up to uh, on on the female side, uh, Ms. Merry Christmas. Um, <laughs> yeah, she would just be so fast and in your face a little too much. Mm-hmm. Just a little, take it down a notch. <laughs> and I guess pudding, if she like keeps flipping between whether or not she likes you or not. Yeah, I don't know. That could be kind of hot. <laughs> It depends. See, now that would be my worst because I just, I still hate her. I'll always hate her. <laughs> I, I have a pin. Oh, yeah. I, I have a like button originally. on my Eats bag that says, I hate pudding. <laughs> is it just because of her liking Sanji or is it? I just yeah. think that just because you had a bad life doesn't mean you have to be abusive to other people. Mm-hmm. So, how about interesting? Uh, how about Tashigi with a smoker's personality inside of her? She's smoking <laughs> a cigar. Oh my God, that's really hot. Yeah, yeah I'm down. <laughs> I'm definitely Dude, down for that. Going around with the shirt open, I was like, yes. Hell yes. <laughs> I like I like regular Tashigi more. Not because uh, yeah. <laughs> more because Smoker with... just is yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I would go on a date with Tashigi in Smoker's body. Cause it'd be cute. Oh, you know who oh. be cute? Koala. Koala be really cute. Yeah. Mm. Yes. But koala's <laughs> awesome too. Koala's like Yeah, koala's cool. If Sam were here, what were Sam's? Sam's are carrot, koala. Carrot, koala. Kami. Kami? I didn't know yeah, Kami was, was, was one of oh, his yeah. bows. Yep. <laughs> Harem or whatever you want to call Sam's. <laughs> Sam's wipers. I'm calling Sam out on this podcast. Ooh, okay, so bad dates. What about, so I'm just going through my Vivre card book, which is an awesome way to find dates. And seriously, I think. <laughs> I think uh, David Bednar does like uh, user interface stuff, right? Can he just make this app or um, uh, Jeff, Jeff uh, Ruberg, you know, just make this one piece Tinder app one using free Tinder. cards. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so the zombie that Zorro becomes with the oh, weird God. snake head thing and that weird skirt. <laughs> I mean, let's start with the fact that it's necrophilia. Probably not good. Mm, yeah. And he has a Hitler mustache, which is even worse somehow. Uh, or dating Hogback, and then like he'll find if you, well, at least like if you die, you'll live on forever. Even better oh, question: Who from well. who from Thriller Bark would you date? Helena. Helena. <laughs> Tell me right answer. Um, <laughs> I think the that is dish it. throwing girl. 
what's oh, her name? The, the old man who isn't a zombie. Oh, Sindri. oh, I love that guy. That guy's my bro. Yeah. I feel like Sindri would snap on you though. Perona, yeah. I feel like at least she'd have fun with. Also, you yeah. have dishes with Sindri. So what they putting off the table, right? Yeah. Exactly. Well, you'd have like, to have like, right. like like what styrofoam Paper and plates. plastic. Yeah. yeah. Slurping, slurping your food off the table. There is Lola, but she goes really fast and would just jump yeah. right to marriage. Oh, what is the name of the bear? Kumashi. 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 I'm going to date with Kumashi. That's weird. Zombie <laughs> plush. <laughs> Kumashi. Kumashi is like basically the uh, opposite of Absalom there, where it's like someone who it just looks like you're taking advantage of him the entire time. It's like I could like hide inside of it. <laughs> I don't know why. He's I mean, you could sneak into you. movies. You'd never have to pay for yeah, the movies again if you exactly. dated Kumashi. Two people in a bear suit. <laughs> Thriller I guess Mark you would is be not very cr- dateable. Yeah. No, that's why it's a really good question. <laughs> well, um, what about this uh, data skeleton? What is um, what is the name of the what the person that uh, Brooks' soul was put into? Ryuma. Ryuma's a skeleton. I mean, Feel he's like a mummy, right? Like a <laughs> weird drunken <laughs> yeah, zombie. I'm not gonna bang him. I just want to hang out with him. <laughs> I mean. Uh, yeah, if we're talking about like asexual v- relationships, yeah. uh, it's a much wider pool. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was going on. Yeah. Obviously, no, I wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think Jill know. was either. Yeah, I know <laughs> Kelly, <laughs> and I know Jill. <laughs> I don't discriminate that much, even with that uh, caveat. So, then the phone would be great because I'm already depressed, and so we, she, can just do an, she can just do an Usopp on me and just cheer me right? up. What could she do? You can say I'm already negative. What you gonna do, bitch? She's gonna like it's gonna be okay. I, I'm rooting for you. I want to go a super cute like gothic Lolita like date with Perona. That one cover story where she was making like sangria with Mihawk's wine. I was like, it's adorable. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you ship Perona and Mihawk? No. Nope. I have. Dad. No, no, no. Yeah. I didn't realize I stepped over the line here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I think it's cool. I'm fine with it. (laughs) Kelly, you're fine with everything. (laughs) Listen, don't yuck on my yum. I'm equal opportunity. (laughs) Unless it's pudding. Yeah. Uh, she can go drown. She's she's out of the (laughs) (laughs) And because she has a devil fruit, she could. (laughs) She would drown. That's not very Sanji of you. No, but I, I, I do want to. I want to give like a half serious answer to the pudding thing. Like, I think the kind of the thing about that arc is also like her kind of working through how do you like properly express trauma in a way that doesn't hurt other people. And like the, I think that was kind of like the whole thing that Sanji showed her kindness was kind of like, oh wait, maybe I am doing this in an unhealthy way. I don't really know if that's what she learned at the end of the day, but we don't really know. Yeah, I, I would date a really- bunch of Big Mom's kids. <laughs> oh, here, okay. So, which of Big Mom's kids would you would you date then? Uh, well, like, here, let me pull up a list. No, I. I <laughs> well, I mean, I would date Praline is super cute, uh, and she's like a oh, yeah. giant shark woman that is tops. Um, pudding also cute. Well, Praline uh, was your, like, that was your crush for that whole I mean, arc, if yeah. I recall. I mean, yeah. you can't beat her. Like, my she's God. Really cute. She's mm. great, yeah. All the mm. guys are ugly besides, like, category. You know what? I feel like Charlotte Moscato, Mr. Gelato, would be yes. a very sweet man who would have a nice ice cream date. He looks like a, he looks like a Disney character, kind of. Mm. So he's like, I would 
I would date the pumpkin guy, Charlotte Cato. Why is he a pumpkin? What about pounds, guys? Everyone loves pounds. He's, <laughs> he's already. <laughs> oh, well, he's a relative, I guess. He's an in law. Yeah. He's horrifying looking. I'm sorry, I'm looking at his free fairy card right I'd now. Probably, he's horrifying I'd looking. I would definitely <laughs> with Amand. Oh. Yeah, Amand is amazing. Anyone? Oh, smoothie? My God. Smoothie. <laughs> All the girls yeah. are good. Maybe one of the like quadruplets or whatever they are. Or oh. how awful looking. What about Perro Sparrow? Oh, no. no. <laughs> He's right up there with Montdor. That's not oh. happening. Yeah, that's... Well, at least Montdor Kong. could take you to the world of books. <laughs> I can go to the library. Thank Montdor. you. I want to date with Montdor. <laughs> Listen, I can go to the library yeah. anytime I want to. That's right. I don't need your spouse, Montdor. <laughs> I would go on a date. Joe version of a date with Montdor, but not on a Kelly version of a date with Montdor. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm getting a reputation all of a sudden here. <laughs> all right. I mean, I accept it. I, I think we all know. By the way, I ships the person I ship Stephen with from uh, from Whole Cake Island is definitely King Baum because I mean, <laughs> mm. <laughs> he is now. He's already he's got a triance. Got Lady Tree. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. What was her? Was it Lady Tree? Was that <laughs> yeah, it was Lady Tree. <laughs> that's There's amazing. Well, the Charlotte's you when the guy with a very simple face. He's creepy looking, he but he's cute. And then the was guy it Guar, the, the one with the pants, like that has like, oh, the Oh yeah, I like her. Yeah, she's cute. <laughs> oh. She is adorable. My God, smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, her fever <laughs> she, she could squeeze me, and I really wouldn't complain. Yeah. <laughs> Any of you guys eat Flampe? Hell no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you gotta draw the line somewhere. That's like yeah. that's like every girl from my high school. I feel <laughs> like was flampe. This is why I hated my high school. Um, I would date Aladdin. He married into the family, but I I take I, him, and so Jill could take uh, Praline. Cool. Oh man, I would go on like like a triple date with them. Like that yeah. would be. Yeah. Oh, there's the that's there's the, the OT3. OT3. Yeah. yeah. Like, See, I, I think, think this when is... they're like, oh, it's Valentine's Day. We want to spice up our bedroom for one night. Let's just pull in this rando. I'd be like, yes, I volunteer. Hello, I can't breathe underwater, but we'll make this work. Yeah, I was trying to say, would it be underwater or above? Or above I don't land? know. Just flopping around in the ground. In a bubble. It just gotta learn great. scuba. Just gotta learn scuba. <laughs> oh, uh, there's like okay. Angel who looks. Or that oh, that really I'll cute. date her too. Okay. Which homie of uh, Big Mom's homies would you most want to date? Prometheus, Zeus, or Napoleon? What the hell? Zeus <laughs> is the high <laughs> cloud. <laughs> for those who don't <laughs> need differentiation, Napoleon because I get a sword. <laughs> That's true. You do get a sword out of that. Yeah. I have Napoleon in my room, and he does not approve of this line of questioning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Zeus, I feel like it depends if you want to get high. And if you want to get high, the answer is Zeus. If I, you don't, I feel like Zeus not is utilitarian. Wrong. He could, like, take you places. That's yeah. true. I mean, he's an Olympus club. I fly a lot, so hot, I need time like, to cut corners. Well, how fast gonna... is he, though? I'm sure he's pretty damn slow. I mean, <laughs> I mean so am I. <laughs> like this doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I'd get. Oh, guys, I, I I'm so sorry. I forgot the answer of who I would definitely date, and it's without a doubt. It's it's big news. Morgan's obviously. Yes, like, yes. Obviously. Yes. Although I really hope that the fact that he's an albatross man is non-canon because that I that's hate the worst. That. I know. That is, like I've he's never heard bird. one fact that ruins a character so thoroughly. <laughs> it's 
it's one of those things where it's like I saw him and it never even crossed my mind that he no. was a human with a devil fruit. Instantly, I was like, yep, man. it's a giant bird man. I just accepted it with no questioning and I'm pissed mm-hmm. if it's the other way around. I hope, it's I, hope I hope it's not true because some things from the Viva cards have been corrected or, or wrong. So I'm, I, we, I think we went through some of those with Steven. So I'm hoping that's one of them. Say that, but the people because didn't say Shanks was a emperor when he met Luffy, yeah. and that was changed. So yeah. there's still hope. Yeah. There's still hope for the, for just the Birdman, who's just a pure bird and has nothing else about him. That's <laughs> no explanation ever given. <laughs> no explanation. <laughs> Big Birdman, who who could kick some ass if he needs to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of him punching that photographer. <laughs> it was great. He's amazing. Yes. What kind of date would it be with him, though? Like, Fire you'd be move. like stalking someone else, right? Oh, it'd be like a paparazzi date. When he eats, does he like peck his food like a chicken? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> just like, <laughs> well, I mean, albatrosses are like seabirds, so I think they would yeah. like swoop down and just snatch their food and then swatter it whole and thing. <laughs> And guys, yeah, if he is an albatross, albatrosses are serial monogamous. They stay with the same partner for their whole lives. So there you go. <laughs> I, I agree, though. He he would definitely, you would be at the date and he would be like looking around like, oh my God, did you see who's at that other table? Like <laughs> getting, getting the scoops. Yeah. It would be like, you know how on TMZ they always have those like conversations in the newsroom. It would be a date like that. You'd just be sitting there like talking yeah. about all Mm-hmm. I guess you got to really be into gossip to be on a date with him, yeah, which I'm not. Exactly. A, well, I, uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Depends the gossip. He'd, he'd be like on those dates where they're like, you're sitting at a restaurant and he's like, oh my God, like on Twitter, like, oh my God, the couple next to me is arguing. <laughs> Go for it, girl. Or like, shut up, dude, or something. But see, you can never trust him because if gossip will oh, gossip no. about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You got to have, you got to have nothing interesting going so, on. So serial monogamous, whatever, you're stuck with a gossip. Yeah. yeah. Or like, he's going to write an expose about you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Our guest writer, Zach, what's it like to date a giant bird? <laughs> <laughs> well, well feathers get everywhere. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if if you're talking about shipping with One Piece characters, you got to embrace the absurdity of dating a giant news bird. I mean. Does he wear pants? I think he does wear pants. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah? I think he does. <laughs> I'm Googling Big Blue's work. He does. No, no, I, <laughs> yes, he does. I he have his weird, card like, here. patched pants. Oh, guys, what about Genie Weenie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Daifuku. two guys for the price of one. Yeah, but they both suck. They do. Daifuku's just awful. Definitely. Oven can turn any bathtub into a hot tub. Ooh. No, but he's but awful. maybe too hot. <laughs> yeah, he's also you might be, awful. You might be in Odin's position quicker than you would like. Ooh, no, I, I would date the joke. commanders, but probably none of the rest of the older members of her crew. <laughs> oh, I completely forgot about Gerd, the giant woman from uh, oh. Big Mom's flashback. Oh. As like, that's a good. Although I guess. How tall is she? It'd be hard. Seventeen hundred uh, centimeters. That's okay. How many I feet had is snoo, that? Snoo. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what that is. Yeah, seventeen hundred yep. centimeters is how how long? How how long? How tall? Well, that's only when she was a kid, though, isn't it? Or is um, that when she was a kid? It's eighteen yards. Why is it translating it to yards? <laughs> 
55 <laughs> feet. <laughs> it doesn't say her. Yeah, it doesn't say how uh, tall she was as a kid. I think she was just like uh, like an adult size, you know, like a size of no, a normal she was, adult. She, she was the same size as Big Mom when she was a kid. They yeah, were, like, we don't know how... Yeah, we don't know how big Big Mom was as a kid. She was bigger than an adult, though. My God, yeah. She yeah. was able to eat everyone at the party. <laughs> oh, I got to look at those chapters. That flashback was great, and I like kind of forgot about it. Um, I recently reread Whole Cake Island, so yeah, I need to do that. Like, I I have not gone back. Sorry to get to like an actual topic about mm-hmm. things, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't read it since uh, since we did it. I like got a little fatigue from it. Like, I enjoyed it, but I'm like, I need a break from Okay Island. Uh, it's a lot it. better marathon. Yeah, yeah it, it sure. is. Like, yeah. It I read it quick. I read it week yeah. to week initially, and then I didn't read it again. And then Grant's going through it, and we have a friend who likes color curry, so I was like, all right, I'll just I'll, I'll reread it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a lot of people really think that like that Cutter Curry Luffy fight was like well, and the the anime did do a good job with it, but like like pinnacle One Piece, and I'm like I didn't. It felt like it just kind of dragged for so long, but yeah. if you marathon it, yeah, if you marathon, I don't it, know I'm if sure it's, it's my favorite one, but my God, I go back to it in the anime a lot. It's done so well, and I like their relationship throughout it. But it it does have the issue where it's broken up so much. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many parts of the fight where Luffy is literally out of the building or out of the mirror world, mm-hmm. and then we're back with the Sunny, and it's it's hard to like. I wish there was just a cut that I had mm-hmm. of it of just the fight, and I would love that. And I definitely like the first part of the fight. I just don't like it when Luffy comes back. That's what annoys me. But eh. I just hate Flumpe. So <laughs> yes. Listen, Mom loves all her kids, just not her. <laughs> and mom doesn't love all her kids so uh, i don't care for flumpe <laughs> <laughs> any more ships <laughs> or are we uh shipped out oh wait that's a good pun accidental pun. ship out guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right all your also were there any like honorable mentions that we forgot because i realized after the fact that there were some i forgot last time I mean, yeah. I would honorable mentions for like ships or like mm. dates or what? Ships. Yeah. Oh. Because like I, I will be listening to the old episode. I was like, I should have mentioned like Sharky and Rayleigh. Oh, That's yeah. a good ship. Yeah, especially since she's probably secretly like 90. <laughs> right. <laughs> she's probably like, um, oh, God, what's her name? Corey has older sister. <laughs> <laughs> Also, when I first read, or when I first watched One Piece, I shipped uh, Vivi and uh, Koza. Yeah, I did that too for a while. I think it's a cute ship. If Nami wasn't, I, it's <laughs> if Nami doesn't end up with Vivi in the canonical series. <laughs> yeah, it's it's either Nami with Vivi or Vivi with Koza for me. Mm-hmm. Did those even like count as shipping? Like, I thought that was pretty much just canonical. You know, um, it's like, the, like Usopp and Kaya. The, 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 sh- <laughs> oh, okay. the, the Shaki and Rayleigh one, I think, was confirmed canon in the Viva cards. Yeah. But I don't think it... I think Koza and Vivi were just friends. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she even says, like, because her dad's trying to find her suitors, and she's always like, nah, I'm not interested. Yeah, so. well, because she already has a guy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. She just needs to actually say it. <laughs> All right, uh... You guys want to ship out for the day? Let's set sail. All right. Okay.